What's up and welcome to episode 17 of How Not to Summon a Podcast. I'm Shini Senpai and this week I'm joined by the man who got up late in the Shiganshina district, Jim. What a miss, guys. And that guy who wants to be an MP for that easy life, Grayson. You are right, Scooby Gang. And this week we're going to be taking you through episode 1 to 6, season 1 of Attack on Titan. <laughs> So guys, how's it going this week? And you been doing anything interesting? Yeah, uh, I've been enjoying this week. Bit of Warzone. Uh, it's shit. No one's enjoyed Warzone. Yeah, nobody's enjoying Warzone. I'm fucking leaving that thing. Battlefield 5 it is, boys, I think. I did just get confirmation on my fancy new watch. Liam's good next Saturday. Boys! Confirmation that we will have a guest next Saturday. Ooh, live news. <laughs> 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 so for everyone attack on titan is jim's pick this week it's he's my decided. baby he's... it's my baby it's my baby <laughs> don't you fucking start we had to is sit through space dandy so much we had to sit no, through space i've dandy. had a baby doesn't cry as much as this fucking show does <laughs> Lies. We couldn't. <laughs> we couldn't be an anime podcast reviewer without reviewing Attack on Titan. It's just like, got to be true. Done. Yeah, I agree with that statement. As long as everyone around this table understands that this is shit, <laughs> and everyone understands <laughs> around this table, the Grayson is wrong. It's a bit of foresight for the episode. It's a head-to-head. Grayson may just die in this episode. No, no, no man in this show is getting head-to-head. It's not happening. <laughs> They're a bunch of whiny pricks. I hate you. Come at me. I will. In this episode, you will die. So let's get into a bit of Attack on Titan. I've come prepared. (laughs) Great, you can't kill me. I'll just crawl out of their fucking neck and be fine again. (laughs) So look. (laughs) That look. (laughs) So the genre of Attack on Titan, it's action, it's dark fantasy, and it's post-apocalyptic. And it's shit. (laughs) That's going to happen a lot. It's directed by Tetsu Araki. Uh, he's known for doing things like Death Note, and he also did High School of the Dead. Also shit. Jim has not retorted. <laughs> <clears throat> he's saving it. The studio that picked this up is Wit Studio, so they did really only sort of Seraph of the End and Pokemon, the Power of Us movie. That's it, really. Oh, now wrong with the studio. Animation was all right. So I'm I'll... saving myself. <laughs> Great. <laughs> this is a marathon, You're not a sprint. You're doing what this show does, where it takes three episodes to do something. Yeah, I get you. Oh, I no. get you. I'm waiting. <laughs> There's a lot of voice actors that we got to get through. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read off the first two, and then we'll sort of tackle the voice actors as we go through the episodes. So first off, let's kick things off with Aaron Yeager. So everyone should know who voices Aaron Yeager if you're an anime fan. It's Bryce Pappenbrook. He's known for Kirito, Meliodas. We've been through him and we're going to end up going through Bryce Pappenbrook's animes quite often, I should think. He's a well-known voice actor. We've met him. Massive. We've met him ourselves. And then the second one is Mikasa Ackerman and she's voiced by Trina Nishimura. Met her as well, didn't we? She was there with Bryce Pappenbrook. She was, yes, yes, on the panel. She's known for being Kurosu in Steins Gate, so the female lead in Steins Gate. Uh, Not the redhead, the docile one in the hat. Yeah, that one. And Akko Tamaki in You Thought There Was Never a Girl Online, the lead character in that anime as well. Really good anime if you've not seen that one. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. What was that? (laughs) 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 Sheenie's about to turn into a titan. (laughs) 
So a couple of the scores before we get into Attack on Titan. So Rotten Tomatoes has given this 94%. Boys, love it. Not quite as good as One Punch Man, because I believe that got 98%. It's a better show. And IMDb, this received an 8.9 out of 10. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that rating. I can you're, see what's going to happen. You're sat here in the fucking goddamn... You look like Link for a fucking start. We'll, <laughs> a, we'll, a, we'll throw out a photo. <laughs> It'll pop up on social media. I've come prepared for this episode. Let's jump straight into... Where's the jacket? Wait until I whip out that sword. Yeah, is, Where's is the, the jacket? Yeah, where it, is the jacket? It don't fit. <laughs> <laughs> I tried wearing it. <laughs> Let's jump straight into episode one. My arms were much skinnier when I started. Oh, yeah. Bla- try and sound <laughs> No, hench, seriously. Not just fat. It is. It is literally <laughs> like these bits. Oh, he's, he's pulling the guns out now. Fire power. A rub. <laughs> <laughs> these guns cannot be contained. Has anyone seen the vet? Because these swans are sick. <laughs> honk, honk. <laughs> episode one. Let's get into it. Episode one, uh, the opening scene is sort of, there's silence, there's eerie music, and we see this ginormous thing, giant, standing over a wall, steaming. (laughs) You just made this sound like an intro to a porno movie. (laughs) (laughs) He's hot. (laughs) And then, did his stepmom get stuck, or? Has he got a pizza that he's delivering to the door? (laughs) And we saw, it cuts to the Survey Corps uh, attacking titan yeah <laughs> that's literally it and it's just also the first time that we get a look at the odm gear as well so we see them using the odm gear i yep. know you've got a lot of problems omnidirectional gear I, I don't have a lot of problems with it except for the cock thrusting that goes on when using it <laughs> consistent cock thrusting we need to be careful because this could become Jim Explains Hour instead of actually... <laughs> you don't have to explain about... cock thrusting. I've had many years of practice in We're this. only talking about <laughs> what you'd understand from the first 12 episodes. So you can't explain stuff because it's not... It, if it's not explained within those 12 episodes, we're allowed to make up the opinion we want to make up. <laughs> then we get flashes oh, of like Jimmy. blood, gore. Uh, we see a you windmill. You fucked me, Jeannie. You <laughs> fucked me. It's, just I had episodes. to sit through this with Space Dandy. Yep. Uh, yeah. With, no, he's right. Season like, we two fixes the fact all didn't this. Fix stuff, so it makes sense. Strap in, Jim. I feel like I I'm say there. strap in. I don't think the ODM gear will fit, but <laughs> it'll fit. <laughs> it'll fit. <laughs> One per leg. <laughs> after all this sort of flashes, kick of... out. <laughs> after we get the flashes of blood and gore and the windmill and the Titan, uh, we see Eren wake up. And he wakes up and Mikasa is standing over Eren. Mikasa is the saving grace of this show, by the way. Then we find out that it's the year 845 and they live within the Shiganshina district. And it sort of shows you a little bit of the district. So you see that they have like cannons set up on all the walls and there's like floods of titans outside the walls all sort of banging on the walls trying to get in. The Titans. Which I don't what's, understand. what's your opinion on the Titans? Because I mean, we've seen them at this point, so they look stupid. My biggest, what they are, my biggest gripe with this show. It's Would not you the say show that itself. they give the impression of scary and creepy? No, and... creepy, yes. I'd so say. when the writer created this show, he created Titans because they were just mindless killing machines, and he was thinking of something that was very familiar to people as humans, and he thought about what he thought would be scary as mindless human I, I didn't really find them scary I, I would have preferred traditional kind of 
monsters. A monster. I mean, they're creepy. I'll give them their juice. Yeah. The, the faces and everything. It is creepy. It's the fact that he developed it around his own fears. That's that's all he did it for. He could have made anything, but he chose these in particular because it played into the narrative, but also because it is scary. They are generally creepy things that he thought, if you came up against this thing in real life, what would your first thing thought be? This thing's just going to eat you and have no qualms about it. It's not even going to bother talking. There's going to be no conversation. You will just get eaten. That's it. And, and there's a, not many other things. And there's not many other things, actually, when you think about it, that you can, A, run away from. It's just a deformed large person, isn't yeah, it? Pretty that's, much. That's yeah. essentially what it is. Which is why it's not scary. See, I disagree. I disagree that it People have different fears, and that's, that's fine. I, a giant human just does not tick the box of scary for me. If you wanted to create something that was scary, give me scary. They got so close with making the mouths a bit weird. Yes. Because their, their jaws are different. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, but he went for something when he was thinking about it. You couldn't reason with. There was no way you could escape it. Yeah, but you can have the same, you can get the same outcome with anything. Uh, yeah, but no matter what as well, it would break through things and stuff like that. But, but it had to be very day, familiar anything, to people. It's got to be human shaped because yeah, of the way they, human they send the plot in the end. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I get that. That is what it is. We get introduced to one of our first characters after this, and that's Mr. Harness. And Love Harness. Mr. Harness is a good character. He's a uh, good base. He is basically pissed as a fart guarding the gate. <laughs> oh, the bald guy. He's not bald. He's blonde. You see, I said he was bald. He's, He's not bald. bald. He's blonde. He's bald. Blonde. He's fucking bald. Blonde. He's bald. He's blonde. No, if he's blonde, he'd be the bad guy. <laughs> He's bald. Who says he's not the bad guy in these first couple of episodes? <laughs> Mr. Harness is voiced by David Wald. We've already had David Wald come up before. He appeared in one episode of Space Dandy. He's the guy that also plays Gargiel in Fairy Tale. He's Master Chief in Halo Legends, the game. Nice. And he's the coach in the anime, very successful anime, Haikyuu, the volleyball anime. I like this character. I related a lot to this character. That's not the one I was thinking of. You're, you're on about, you're on about you're Pixis. On yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Who old, will come up later? The old guy who's old, always fucking who's, drunk. He's always cut that flat. Who's always drinking. Bucket. He's not drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that guy. Harness is the one that's drinking at the gate. The interior yes, gate. there's the three guards that are drunk. Yeah, yeah he's pissed. Yeah. Okay, cool. But he also knows Eren, and you can see that from this scene, can't you? Where yeah, he's so just He has like a connection between them, doesn't he? We don't get that fed to us until later. I thought we hear that he knows a bit no. about... He uh, knows Aaron his father. Just, he knows, yes. He, he knows get, his father. We get the fact that he knows Aaron's father. That's all we really but know. I got the impression that everyone knew his dad. Like yes, his dad was you, some big shot yes, doctor. Yes, no. We find out his dad is a big shot doctor within... He the, is. Yeah, within the cities. So, straight away, we get Aaron being a complete bell end the minute we see him when he has an interaction with Mr. Harness because he starts basically telling Mr. Harness what he should be doing. He starts complaining about the fact that he's pissed and that he's not taking his job seriously, basically. No one else got a Draco Malfoy kind of vibe from this kid. Tell me he's wrong, he, He's right. No, he's right. Tell I me it. he is wrong in they're, what he's saying, that they're pissed as a fart on duty and actually they're supposed to be protecting the citizens. Yeah, I get that. Instead, they're drinking. But it's he true. just the way he does it is he brings his dad into it. He's 10. Yeah. He brings his dad into it. And it just Wait until like my father hears it's about literally this. literally what I heard. 
Well, Aaron turns around and says, but that basically, like, he feels like they live in a cage. All they do is eat and sleep. And that everyone that lives within these walls, they're just livestock. This is what Aaron says. At 10 years old, he's like, we're all just livestock to what's outside those walls. He's wrong. Is he? Yeah. Within this first bit that you've seen, that they're just pinned inside these walls. Yeah, they're not livestock. Livestock don't fight. They're more like ants or something. And the titans are fucking ant ears. It's not like they're not being kept and bred and no, cattle. they're not livestock. That's as such, livestock. Yeah. They are like wild ants. They they're just the further down the doing. food chain. They're in a colony. They're further down the food chain than what the titans are. He's wrong. Tell me. No, I don't think he is though. When you think about it, just think for a second about what he's saying. Yeah. For him at this age, I understand it's a bit of a stretch. Like, he wouldn't be thinking like this, but. This whole show's a bit of a stretch. It's true. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'd watch Space Dandy. <laughs> Tell me you didn't have a good time. I didn't have a good you time, baby. Fibber. <laughs> I'm Jim, baby. <laughs> what, what I was trying to get to you, though, is that he is talking about the fact that. They could destroy that wall at any time if they actually put. Yeah, but if a something happened. Do that. No, that's, th- like, no. They're comparing themselves like... to livestock, as in kept food. Yes, but they're not. No, I get what you mean. They yeah. didn't build this cage for humans to live in, so they could have easy access to food. Humans built it to keep them out. That's an ant. That's a that's a colony. It's not the only association livestock. with livestock is when he says that he feels they're like food. they live in a cage. Yeah, that they're but, food. Technically, but I that's, get what you that's mean. the plot to fucking ants or a bug life. <laughs> they, they eat and sleep, and that's all they do. That's, that's a bug's life. <laughs> they eat, sleep, reproduce, and that's all they do. And then eventually, one day, that wall will come down, and they will all get eaten. That's literally what he's on about. That they will eventually. It might be ten years. It might be a hundred years. It might be this very episode. He's strangely a very enough, dark ten-year-old, isn't he? He's just a whiny little. I'm not being as Mr. Harness. I ain't letting a ten-year-old tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. Definitely an effect in the way I'm thinking. No, what I do like about Harness. I drink in front of him. What I do like about this. uh, (laughs) What I do like from Harness in this part is where he's like, I actually take great pride in being called a layabout and lazy. Because if I was actually having to do my job, we'd all be in a lot more trouble. Well, he's part of the garrison. Yeah, he's which part is of the just garrison. Protecting the walls, isn't yeah, it? That's their protecting, job. Protecting, maintaining the walls yeah. as well. And he's saying, like, I'm glad that you're calling me lazy because actually, if I had to do my job, we'd be in a lot more shit. <laughs> and it makes sense. And he's had a hundred years of no incident. Yeah. So you'd think you were safe enough to sort of have a tipple while we never you were get, standing there. We never get actually any reference to what happened a hundred years ago. No, we don't, no. We just know that for a hundred years they've been walled in. And seriously, you don't ever, by the way. Like, I've watched all five seasons and you never get a reference to what happened before that a hundred years ago. But I have an idea, without spoilers, what happened a hundred years ago was what we know happened for this to all go on. I, I'm trying not to spoil on a this. fucking tangent. Like, yeah, I know. This, that's what this episode's going to be, you know that, right? Like, I sat back and just told you how Space Dandy is awesome. This is going to be Jim's <laughs> exclamation hour. That's all this I've told is him he be. can't do that. <laughs> we get the return of the scouts after Aaron's had his little say. And we get told, basically, that the scouts are seen as a joke. Nobody takes them seriously. They go out with no expectation of coming back. They return... And they've been decimated. They've come back with barely any that they went out with. Then we get that scene with the... Is it the mother? 
Yeah, a mother yeah. of one of the scouts. With the arm, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, the okay, scout yeah, brings her back the arm of her son. Why? Not a jacket, not a dog tag. Why would you bring back an arm? That's maybe, worse maybe than just him not coming back. Yep. That's worse than him not coming back. I get that it's proof, kind of, because, I mean... It's proof direct- enough that he's not stepped back through that gate. Yeah, that's what I thought. You don't bring a fucking arm back. That's... No. That's savage. That's worse. Like, bring back his patch. But not only does he bring back an arm, Something. she then is like, please tell me he didn't die in pain. And the guy's like, your son died for nothing because we achieved nothing. Well, that's, the scouts achieved nothing. Yeah. That's their job is to achieve nothing. They go out and look and come I mean, back. fair play, he didn't lie to her. But at that moment... I can't, I can't do anything talk about this scene without having reference to knowledge of what happens later. But you know what, what you I can got to take say, this scene on yeah, face value. From what I can see from that, yeah, it is an awful scene. And it sets you up for what the scouts are, which is they are to go out and look beyond the walls. But why? Like, half the people don't care what's outside the walls. Well, most of them don't well, care what's outside the walls. their job is apparently to scout and expand territory. Yeah, to try and expand. And we yeah. see that when they go out in the first scenes where they're actually fighting in the woods. Yeah. But we don't see... Well, we know that they try to set up a base outside of the woods or outside of the walls. But this is the result of what they did. Like, barely anybody's come back. Apart from the Levi squad. Untouched, of course. You see Levi in that bit. One of my favourite characters. I know who Levi is. He's the emotionless fucking dickhead. He is in this bit, yeah. He's on the back of a horse, I think. Just right. He doesn't yeah, say he anything. There's no voice. There's no voice from him or anything. He's just there in the background. Yeah. I don't remember him being there. He gets brought into it later on. Because they're like, oh, they've been decimated. Apart from Ir- Irvin and his He's the uh, guy squads. later on that's like, I will take care of these two because I'm so incredible. <laughs> we see that Aaron wants to be a scout. And he is very open about this. He, This is his ambition, is to get out beyond the wall and be a scout, be a leader, kill Titans. Mikasa then dobs him in to his parents. Rightly so. Straight away. Rightly so. She should dob on him. Well, he's only 10 years old. I mean, it's fair enough having an ambition to join scout. He's still got a few years before... But it's quite obvious and evident... That he's going to do it. What his mother thinks of this. And his father. His father, not so much... Because in that scene where they talk about, she's like, you won't become a scout. I don't want you to become a scout. His father says nothing. And then she's like, scold the boy, tell him off. And he's like, what would be the point in that? I tell you what, we'll talk about this when I get back from my trip inside the interior. And I'll show you what's inside the basement. And if after that, after you've seen what's inside the basement, you still want to become a scout. Can I make a prediction? Because I've literally only watched the first 12 episodes. I didn't watch any... I didn't finish the season. Yeah. Does his dad make him a titan? Yes. Like, as a serum? Yes. Or somebody drinks or something? You see that in the first 12 yes. episodes? Do you? Yes. Yes. There's like a flash Oh, yeah, you scene. see him injecting with something. Yeah, is that yeah, what yeah. that is? Because yeah. it, it doesn't tell you that's what that is. It's yeah, just no, when that's... he becomes a titan, he has a flashback where it's like, I remember this little bit, and then yeah. he gets injected. Yeah, that's it. So his dad makes titan serum. Yes. And it's in the basement. But uh, does he make He it? doesn't make no, serum, he, but he has it. He's got hold of Right. He has some serum. But yeah, that's prediction correct. Okay, cool. Prediction right. As James mentioned, it is the first time we hear about the cellar and the importance of the cellar. And Aaron's got a key to the cellar on his neck in a necklace. Later. Later he does. Later you when, get that. Yeah, where does he get that from? His, his father. Dad gives him it, yeah. How does he have protect to this at all costs. time to do that? And when he's doing the injection thing, he gives him the yeah. key. Uh, okay, I missed that flash bit. I only saw the injection. Yeah, you... It's very... It's very you get that from... 
that, that he got the key somehow. But you don't understand in these first 12 episodes. But all we how. know is that this seller is important. Yeah, they don't really... They reference it a lot as you go through, but in the first 12 episodes, you do see the importance straight away from this. They're like, He's like, if you really still want to become a scout after you've seen what's in the cellar and you've seen what we've got down there, then fair enough. So dad knows more than he's letting on, basically, about everything that's everything going on. Everything. Yeah. Well, you don't get that from this. If you're looking at just these 12 episodes, all you get is he's got something that might change his mind about becoming a scout. Okay. That's all you get, really. Aaron's mum then asked Mikasa to protect Aaron. She's basically like, never leave his side sort of thing. I saw that more as a doting mother. Sort of like, come on, please look after him. Because he's, he's just, he's a tear away. He's literally like a young boy. He's, he's a dick. He's an angsty teen dick. Yeah. Like, he's not even teen. He's such a two-dimensional a dick character. Dick ten-year-old. Yeah, he's such <laughs> a two-dimensional character. I'm an angsty fucking preteen. He doesn't change. No. Not really. And there is no even when he learns that he's a Titan later, it's like nothing changes for him. He, he, no emotional growth, no emotional shrinkage. There's no trauma for him. He has his nothing. goal and he will stop at nothing to achieve that. Yeah, goal. great. He's Goku. <laughs> okay. I'm fine. Only with, with that. only Goku doesn't whine. After this scene, we get introduced to Armin. And Armin is played by Josh Grell. And Josh Grell is known for being Mao, the Demon King, in The Devil is a Part-Timer. Never heard of that anime. It's a big anime, big fan base, and they've basically, because of the big fan base, they've got a season two just been greenlit. We better add that to the list then. Grimgar, you motherfuckers, listen. Grimgar. And he also plays Yuki in Future Diary, which is the main male lead in Future Diary. Oh, sweet. He's also Issei in High School DxD Born. This guy is actually known more for playing harem roles than anything else. So this was a big change of pace for him. And Armin has a big following of people that really do like him. And this is coming from somebody that's watched all of these series. I don't particularly like him as a character. Um, he has he has some things that are good qualities as we go through the seasons. But Wait, is this the blonde dude? Yeah, so yeah, the first yeah. time... Fuck, I hate him. The first time we see oh, him, he's, him, he's getting bullied and picked on because he's... A wuss Self-loathing. Yeah. Fucking, oh my God, I hate him so and much. And Eren comes in to save him. And the bullies basically are like, oh, here comes that twice again. This. You come for another beating. Then their attitude changes because Mikasa's behind him. And Mikasa runs at him and that scares them. Well, you see her face and it's just like this blank, like dark expression of, I'm going to kill these fuckers. And they scatter. As soon as they know Mikasa's there, they scatter. This is the first indication that Mikasa is a probably badass. a badass. And also... A stereotype. She's, um, li- she's literally... The, really? She's... Go on, explain that. She is literally the overused, I'm not the main character, but I will fucking destroy you, but I've got no emotions to go with it, and I'm not going to do anything except destroy you, and I'm usually in love with that guy. Which Does she actually fall in love with fucking, what's his face? I was going to say Aaron Armin. Sun. Uh, no, Aaron, you're right, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say Aaron Sun, but it's Look, not. Aaron Sun is Farscape. Even today, still up in the air. They haven't oh, fully so, finished the great. series. So she's still not grown, five series in. Four and a half series in. Oh, she's grown. In the chest department. No. <laughs> Great. Just in. <laughs> so they have a conversation with Armin after saving him. And basically Armin is, he strongly believes that the future of mankind or the future of for everyone there behind the walls is beyond the walls. And he believes that there's more out there to see. And he ropes 
Aaron into sharing this idea. He's an idealist. Yeah. I actually liked this from him, though. He has that book, doesn't he? That yes. he steals, and it's got stuff about the ocean it's from and his the parents. mountains. Yeah. And, yeah. And no one believes that it's true. I actually really liked that as a kind of, it's not even a subplot, just a kind of part of the world that they don't know that these things exist, but someone once did. It's like Look, ancient we'll technology. They stuff. set the scene up almost straight away for the future's beyond the walls. We're livestock. There's more We're pinned in on. this cage. There's like, more to this world than what you see. Yeah. And not long after that, Erin also says again, basically, these walls won't last forever. Once again, they're just feeding you what you already know is going to come. Because straight after this... Massive lightning strike outside the walls. Huge hand comes over the wall and we see the colossal titan appear, steaming. Is this the runny boy or the big boy? Huge the colossal boy. one. Huge lad. Yeah, they're the like 30 foot or whatever. Yeah, over 50 feet. And he, and he swings the gigantic foot and smashes the gate open. I enjoy this scene so much. So the Shigant in the district is actually... Like a bubbled area off the side of Wall Maria. They call it vines, so the rings go round the outside and basically these are like thorns round jutting the out. They're used for distribution, aren't they? And the scouts. They are used both for supplying through main gates, so literally it means supplies can run through quicker. So all of the cities that you see are all in a straight line. From south, east, west, north, they're all still in lines with supply routes. Also, also, they're used to bring titans to certain areas because it's easier to maintain the walls if there's large groups of people in those areas than having to man all the walls as much. That's literally what they're built for, penning people in so it's easier to maintain those walls. So basically, if the titans break into this bubbled-off area like Shiganshina, there's a fallback. There's a fallback and there's another gate that they can break into to go into actual Walmaria itself. So this Titan kicks the wall in. Uh, He kicks the door in. In come the Titans. They break in. It's It's the scene of destruction, by the way, from this piece, where he kicks it in and, like, massive chunks of wall fly all over the place. The music at this is excellent. I, I... do you not reckon? I didn't remember. It. Take in the music. No, like I, re- oh. I remember listening to it. I didn't remember going. It's forget- good. <laughs> forgettable for me. I just, no. it what it it suited what it was doing. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, though. no, not stand out. I though. remember the opening song because it's memorable. It's good. Yeah, but you also saw it twelve times. Yeah, I also saw it twelve times. But even the like it's catchy as shit. Yeah, it just is. The music during the show, it's so forgetful. Which, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because I don't think you're supposed to remember it. You're concentrating on what's going on, and the music is kind story of heavy. a support thing. So, just to go along with this, a little tidbit for you as well. This show actually had its music made to go along with the actual show. So, like, there's most, music... Most animes do. Most no, animes but do. this actually has, like, a full soundtrack, which is used along with the it's entire the series. Thing, like, Final Fantasy. No, no, I, kn- like, I know. Like, like, yeah, I that, know there that. are quite a few, but none of them have, like... You can download it off the internet, and it's an actual purchasable album. I actually have the, the album. The Black Mages, they did that for Final Fantasy, what, six or something was their first one, and that was like 1995. But it's not majorly done with that. It's animes. not massively done, no. Let him hype up his music. But it's done. I love it. The music is the fantastic. Music, the music, I've got no problem with the music. It's just not hugely memorable. It is, it does 
what it's supposed to do. They hired the right person. It's also like the shockwave from the kick. And those people, that are, that woman that's holding that child and then gets blown away by the blast wave that you see. It's that's horrific. horrible that we laugh at that. Bit, yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that you're the one laughing at it. Blonde hair, everybody. Blonde boy. Blonde boy. <laughs> Sitting at his gate, drinking his beer. The next scene we get, uh, we see Aaron and Mikasa. Instead of evacuate, they run home. They're like, Aaron's basically like, I've got to go home. I've got to save mum. They turn the corner and his house has been... <laughs> How the hell, out of all the houses in the row... I know, His is the one that got hit with a massive boulder and How the fuck did she not get... The entire house is gone and she's like, I'm the Ruby Slipper. (laughs) And his mum is crushed under the wreckage of the house. What are the chances? Oh, no. What are the chances? So unlucky. That's so unfortunate. You really want to talk about the chances in anime? (laughs) (laughs) You really want to talk about the chances in anime? So Aaron tries to save his mum. And swiftly moving on <laughs> she's basically like you've got to leave me uh be- my legs are crushed i'm not going to be able to go anywhere anyway even if you do pull me out of the wreckage you need to leave in comes mr harness he arrives and he tries to have a hero moment so character building this is as well he basically is like this is what i've trained for this is my duty i'll save you and we see this giant like female looking titan and mr harness runs at it stops freezes Terrified. Get scared of it. Terrified. That's because his job is to save people. It's mm-hmm. not to kill titans. He's, he's trained to kill titans. Yeah, he's just tra- as much as That's the next a part person. of his job, though. Yeah. His job is to save the people, and which he is f- exactly what he does when he then walks away. Then he got to kill one to, yeah. s- to buy but, them time, but and he doesn't do away, it. But walking away, he saves the two kids. He's guaranteed to save them that way, or he's going to be a distraction for 30 seconds, and these kids get killed anyway. Killing that he one titan right might decision. have given him the time to save the three of them. Absolutely right. But are you taking a chance on saving I'm, three? If I'm trained to kill titans, you, you kill the titan. And then you save the people. But they're all shit at it. Not all of them. The main, well, the main no, undeveloped, shitty character is yeah. quite adept at killing titans. The main point is Mr. Harness doesn't do what he's supposed to do. And instead he grabs Eren and Mikasa and runs. And I really enjoy this bit with his mother. Where she's just... She's like, I'm so glad they're safe. But then she's like, I'm really scared. And wants to yeah. shout to him to help. But he's, she's like, no. She actually says, don't leave. Yeah, she does. Under her breath. Because she, she's that scared of what's about to happen. But And we see this ugly female titan pick her up. And do he we see he, this? He snaps her first, doesn't he? She. No, he, uh, he, yeah, he does. He's holding her in one holds hand. Holds her like that and then pulls her up. And then pulls yeah, the top yeah. of her. He doesn't pull her in half. No, he doesn't pull her in half. Just snaps her and then eats her. You would want it that way, wouldn't you? Like you you wouldn't want to just go straight in. Fucking hell. Well, it depends because the chomp might kill you anyway. It also might just hit an arm and a leg and a little bit over there and a little bit over there. Yeah, I'd rather not be eaten alive. Yeah. Yeah, because you're making it all the way down to the stomach, that, like we've seen. Yeah, yeah like and we've you seen. might still be alive. The, you might make, make it. it to the stomach. And you then do make get it out by biting your wrist or something. Shut up. Biting your hand, not your wrist. Sorry, yeah. I didn't, I didn't realise he was making out with his thumb. So episode one ends with the Titan consuming Eren's mum. The look Jim just gave me. <laughs> and you we go in... on Space Dandy. This is my duty. <laughs> I thought I was actually mildly okay with Space Dandy. He was mildly okay with Space Dandy. Yes, the constant sides of exasperation. Uh, that was okay. mine. <laughs> no, that was. <laughs> we'll go into episode two, and it opens with... What they tend to use as the opening for most of the episodes now. So we have Aaron sort of giving a description of everything and saying that the wall's been there for over 100 years. This got so tiring. Surrounded by giant humanoid creatures. 
with a taste for human blood, is what he says. Just understand, though, Grayson, that the reason why this is there is because this is a weekly thing. Yeah, I In get Japan, that. this comes back once I don't a week. need reminding if I'm watching this show what the fuck is going on. I want a reminder of last week's episode, sure. I think it it's happens, a reminder it's, of it's a the very of, basic plot it's of a way wasting of cutting, time. It's, that's what it is. It's a way of cutting down an episode time. Yeah. It's fucking annoying. I couldn't care less. Could we, not care less. We find out that basically a hundred years ago, the Titans were too strong for the people and it pushed them to the brink of extinction overnight. And the survivors created Wolves Maria, Wolves Rose, and Wolves Cena! It's completely taken me out of the episode. We, ju- we jump back into what's going on inside the walls and there's basically chaos. And Titans are on the rampage. They're eating people left, right and centre. Like, you can't hide from these things. Apparently they can smell you out if you're inside a building. Yeah, they can smell large groups, can't they? But yeah, they, they can just have smell trouble with people. individual people. I see a lot of people always hide. That one guy did it later on um, when, he ra- when his omnidirectional bullshit broke. Yeah, so they have, <laughs> they have strong senses of smell and hearing but it's not perfect no so they can sense yeah so they can sense large clusters but they struggle with smaller amounts of people right so we see that mr harness has taken erin and mikasa to fairies yeah you never see these that much at all but actually this is probably the most modern form of transportation they actually have you only see it in this first season we're ignoring the omnidirectional bullshit (laughs) yeah but not every citizen has them no, they don't. Very few. Imagine the whole these. town with fucking <laughs> with ODM gear. Oh, I'd love it. Everybody's whizzing around. That'd be fucking brilliant. Everybody's whizzing around. Fucking people getting. We, we, we had an ODM on ODM. <laughs> <laughs> Two collide, one slips inside the other. <laughs> Morning, Mr. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> They're using uh, it in the bedroom for foreplay. <laughs> got a traffic accident on the uh, second squat sky route. An ODM on ODM gear accident. <laughs> There's Jimmy's fucking tangled again. <laughs> So yeah, we find out that there's like a ferry system within this walled city and you can transport through the gates via ferries as well. Can Titans swim? N- yes, but actually I have seen this as well. They have grates over the one on the furthest no, outside. No, my question just was, why wouldn't you build a moat around the walls? I think they can walk through it. They're, they're tall I'm enough. talking a deep moat. They haven't got the technology to build that, as you've pretty they much They don't seen. have shovels? <laughs> they yeah, built but, a fucking like, a ferry. foot wall! <laughs> I can't answer They've that. They've clearly got excavation gear that works. I'm not allowed to answer that. Fuck it, I'm it's digging later. the trench myself. <laughs> I'm not allowed to answer did the that. Ti- did the Titans build the wall? Not allowed to answer that. <laughs> not allowed to answer that because it's in later seasons and I've already been told I'm not allowed to answer that. Did the Titans actually right, build so, the wall? No, 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 let's not get into this. I've already told you the wall is made of Titans. But it is made of Titans. Right, so, the Outer Layer Districts. This is when we get explained that Shiganshina is an Outer Layer District to Walmaria. It's used for streamlining troop dispersal, and it's only a single gate system. Single gate, in and out. There's no other ways of getting in and out, obviously. So it's good for defending, but also terrible for evacuating. So it's a bit of both, really. Then we see the garrison doing their best 
to try and fire the cannons. Which is fucking awful, by the way. These cannons don't do shit. I mean, they're used to slow them down, isn't they? Their purpose is to slow them down, not kill them. Why why do they exist? Why would you slow them down? It's the best they've got. That's that's all they can do. Technology-wise, that's the best they can do. They're that primitive. Yeah, but the garrison unit are less trained at actually hand-to-hand combat with Titans. They're not trained. Yeah. So remember, it's been a hundred... In the way, wait... Remember, it's been a hundred years so since there's been a Titan incident, and all they're there for is to defend and maintain the wall, the garrison. The scouts and are the ones that actually go out. Shoot a cannon that yep. doesn't do anything. It slows them down. Cannons have two different shots. They have grape shot and explosive shot. The grape shot is designed to slow them down, and the explosive shot is extremely inaccurate, but it is designed to kill them. That's literally it. But they're really, really inaccurate, basically. How, how convenient. A cannon is inaccurate it is inaccurate we're talking medieval level guns it gets to the point where they just can't hold out and they decide that they're going to have to drop the gate to Maria I think this is more fear the garrison because you see Harness go back to the garrison as they're lowering the gate they weren't going to hold out anyway they just weren't not with these fucking cannons yeah but the thing is he still turns around and he's like just hold off there's still loads of people left in the city and he's like then it's a numbers game kill a few to save many yeah but then they're just scared and when you're adding fear on top of that you make that t- I'm shutting the gate. And the garrison are so Get ill-trained. I'm shutting the gate. Hey. I'm waving as I do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's tripping up students. <laughs> <laughs> I'm firing in the cannon at everybody coming at the gate. <laughs> On that boat, he's the one that's like, they're there. They're there. <laughs> Reference to our previous episode, High School of the Dead. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. As the gate is dropping, this is when the armoured Titan appears. And he's hurtling through the street at high speed, steaming away, and he smashes through the gate. Well, we see them like he's not stopping. He gets hit oh, by yeah, quite yeah, a few yeah. cannons shots as well. does not slow down. No, and it's the fact that he like preps himself and then bursts off at it. The way he moves shows intelligence. And he know, and the fact that he aims for the gate shows intelligence. Well, he knows what he's doing. Yes. And it's the first time you, with the colossal and the armoured, you see there is the intelligence there. I liked the armoured one. I thought the armoured one was cool. The armoured one... Every other one fucking sucked. But the armoured one, I thought was fucking cool. Even the animation was fucking cool. When he stopped, it went... And it's like steamed off like he's steam powered or something. <laughs> Did you think he was mechanic? Yeah. I genuinely thought it was like some steampunk thing. It would have fit with the, the rest of the, so the it look is, of the show. It is referenced that a Titan's core body temperature is ridiculously high and they have to let off steam as a cooling system. Because sweating is too difficult. They're that hot. The, I mean, the sweat, the sweat is turning to steam. Two types of fans. <laughs> Are you getting steamy over these pipes? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Sheeny steamy. We, <laughs> we hear that there are two types of enemy fans. <laughs> we hear that the lords have got word or wind of what's going on, basically, and they basically discussing the problem. Have decided it's going to get to a point where we can't let everyone in and in and in because we don't have the resources to look after the populations that are flooding through the walls. When they're talking about it, they're only talking about Shiganshina at this point. They hear that Shiganshina has been broken yes. into and they're like all these refugees coming from Shiganshina what are we going to do with yeah, to Wall Maria and then the next bit is the secondary gate has been broken through all of Wall Road no it's not Rose is it God oh God Maria Maria all of Wall Maria has to retreat back within Wall Rose and they're all like 
Is it Woolrose they go into? It's not. It's, it, it's another one of the outlets again. I thought it was one of the I was just talking about domey things. Yes. Like yeah. Yeah. So one of the, yeah. Because every wall has that. Yeah, but I was just talking about in general. Yes. Because Shiganshin has been broken through completely, they're just going to go inside, and all the other cities on the outside Maria, yeah. have got to go back. And they're like, we don't have the supplies for that. Nobody ever thought about supplying just in case their walls got broken down. Hmm. Shows the incompetency already. Or greed. Whichever one you want to go with. Well, we see that. He's eating, like, sushi and fucking nice cakes and shit. And mm. they've got potatoes. Oh, yeah. Like, the inner walls, yeah. Yeah, you become to see that as this season progresses. So we see Titans basically have flooded into Walmaria. They've smashed through and they're already making their way in. And we get Eren having a crisis over being weak. Uh, he's self-loathing and he's basically like, I am i don't want to be weak. Well, we get with a cut, don't we, where he's kicked Harness and it's just like, you're a coward for leaving her. And he's like, I couldn't, you know, I wanted to save you guys. Harness is basically Harness like, knows what he He did. knows. He's like, I'm a coward. I'm worse than you because you might be a weak child, but I'm even worse because I ran when my job is to stand and fight, basically. This is the first time Eren then is like, I need to get stronger. I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to kill them all. He says and this every time. He doesn't. <laughs> Foreshadow. <laughs> well, he doesn't. He fights one and loses. One. He can't leave it as we go through, Kelly. He's going to ruin it. <laughs> so the word comes down. Oh, this show was ruined from the fucking get-go. <laughs> it didn't need my help. So the word comes down from central government uh, basically saying. No, hold on, Shin. Hold on. <laughs> He thinks that I'm going to be the only angry person that's going to be dealing with him. I'm going to make sure the army of Attack on Titan fans you come You bring me you. all three of them Ooh. and I will fight them. Three million of them. <laughs> I'll take them on. No, you won't. <laughs> some some little children compared to my titanness. <laughs> <laughs> I will steam on them. I don't know what that means. Ooh. <laughs> Steaming on children. Huh? Don't, don't read into that, guys. Steaming on children. Hmm. As I was saying, central government have sent down word, basically. They know all is lost in Maria. And they've sent out word that everyone is to ret uh, retreat to Walrose. We see that 10,000 lives have already been lost just from them breaking through to Maria. And it's now the refugee part, isn't it? Where they're, they're in the refugee camp getting food. Yeah, because he gives his big speech with a potato. Yeah, yeah. Erin basically has a dream about his dad, about the key, and about his dad injecting him. Well, we see a needle. We see the... His dad and a key. Yeah, we it. see Grisha Jaeger turn around and he's like, remember the cellar, remember the key. Everybody's life depends on it basically. And it's get back to the cellar? Yeah, get back to the cellar. Yeah, that's what is running through Aaron's mind. And, and then he, he wa wakes up. Yeah, and then he wakes up. And we see sort of like what's happening uh, around him and the food supply is really low. And then there's some twat garrison guys that appear. I thought it was MPs. I think it's two MPs. I, I thought I saw garrison uniforms. I think it's MPs. They've got the rose on them. What's that one? Oh, that is, that's that garrison. is garrison. Yeah, that's yeah, garrison. So yeah, they're, they're just twat garrison guys and they're just sort of, they're just being Mouthed dicks, they? hungry. They? Yeah, they're being dicks. Like, they're how hungry. are we going to feed all these people and we haven't even got enough food for ourselves and we're protecting I mean, everybody. he's right. Yeah, no, of course he's right, but there's no, what are you going to do. He's right. We ain't got enough food well, for everybody. We see what they do as a solution, but well, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. Well, Eren gets angry at this point, doesn't he? And he's well, he like, decides that he's just okay. going to go and fight the Titans now alone. This is very much just impulse. He yeah. is an impulsive yeah, person. Go on, kid. Go on. 
He is just an impulsive person. Although... He's a twat. He's like, I need to get back to the cellar. I've just had a... Yeah, so he's going to go and fight them alone with no gear, no training, no nothing, and he's going to be fine. I mean, he could get there. By himself, maybe. Like, maybe. Maybe. maybe he could get there. There's a potential I, that he could I get there. I would have confidence Oh, and also, if that happened, technically, he might have turned into a titan yeah. if he got eaten. Well, before he even gets the chance to, Mikasa puts him in his place. Which is perfect. She does what she was asked to do by his mother and what she wants to do anyway, and that's protect Aaron. It's the fact as well that he has a go at Armin, like saying, oh, we're just parasites, living off the state and that. We're, we're too weak. I'm going to go and do something. I'm going to go and kill all the Titans. And then it's like Mika says basically like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're not even strong enough eat your fucking food and we'll deal with it later which is perfect she is a very kicking back to fucking square one which is exactly what he needs at that point well Mikas is only interested in the welfare of her and Eren well not even her really to a stretch well, it's no, more Eren she was she, no she I think throws she caution ref- out the window whenever Eren needs her she throws yep. all self caution out the window because it's, she doesn't give a fuck if she lives or dies she really doesn't care she wants the only to time him. she ever cares about that is when what we see he's later gone on. and even then it's only because the memory of him will die with her yep. she really doesn't give a shit about herself all she cares about is keeping this fucking whiny little brat alive this is when we see that basically the refugees that have hid behind Wall Road they're basically been made to farm. Well, the, the government come up with the idea that as a last ditch effort to, to get food, they're going to plough the wastelands. Yeah, in between the walls and that, and this just is a good idea, though, right? Make them farmland. Yeah, it's yeah. it's what had to be. It's an attempt this to is, survive. This is good. I, this is yeah. a good idea. Like you plant potato, potatoes grow fucking anywhere, but it fails. It fails. Yeah, and they're not the able to. And the ground is shit. Or yeah, the ground's just shit, and they can't grow anything on it. <coughs> this is when the government decides that 846 people who were refugees are tasked to go back and win Maria. 846 is more than that. 846 of the refugees and then they're accompanied by scouts and other garrison people and stuff like that. It's a lot more than that. It's not. I wrote it down specifically, 846. Well, that doesn't make sense because there's over 250,000 people retreat back to war from war. Yeah, but these are only the 846 tasked to do it. I thought that it was like But well 250,000 over... are sent. Yeah. There's a reason I wrote down 846 tasked. <laughs> Notes. <laughs> so 250,000. Uh, hold on, try and work that out. So they task 800 someone. 846. I'm guessing that's soldiers, scouts, stuff like that. No, no that's, that's just 846 refugees. refugees. That's, in, that's basically just untrained people are asked to go to okay. help. So who's the 200,000 that are sent as well? Probably the other people that went anyway. They're just other military. That just doesn't make any sense. I doubt it would be military. Why would they send the military on what they... Volunteers, maybe. I like, thought it was a suicide mission, and they knew it was a suicide mission. This is what we find mission. out, yeah. It's basically 20% of the population have been sent well, yeah. to go and win back Maria. It's not. And we know it's not. Not even 200 make it back. Which is basically the scouts, by the way. I'm almost certain Which is actually is just, just trained, scouts. yeah, basically just trained people. And Armin's dad is one of them as well, who was sent out to and win back does. Maria. This and is, of course he does. This is a culling, right? We understand that this was yes. a culling. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But like we find out was... it is basically a tactic to lessen yeah. famine. Yeah. This to one. stop famine from happening. The government know, that, so they tried farming. You'd know. It failed. You knew. Everyone know. would know. You'd know the minute they turned around to you and went, you're being tasked and sent out to do it. You'd know. You'd be like, you're fucking sending me to die. I'm not even trained. Yeah, but you know it. Yeah, And everyone knows it. Armin's dad knows it. Armin's dad was an old guy. 
die. Yeah. And he's still being sent out to fight Titans. But I think it was a case of they all knew it was either going to be... That's a case of Cole the old, isn't yep. it? They've lived their life. Just Cole, everyone. What they should have done is invented a virus somewhere else in the world, then spread it throughout the world <laughs> whilst banning travel but still travelling, and that would have called the population. <laughs> Two on the nose. Put your tin <laughs> foil hat <laughs> We skip ahead a year and we find out that they basically all want to sign up. So Aaron, Armin and Mikasa have all decided they're going to sign up and join, yeah, they join the military. The training corps. Yeah. You would. Yeah, 100%. But it, the only move you could make in this situation is you either join the military or you do nothing. No, you plow well, the no, fields. You can, you, can do, you can do anything. You can do farming. You can work at a market. You could My, They're normal <laughs> jobs, I guess, still going around in that sort of civilization. Obviously, you'll think you've got to think that but civilization with, with works. That, they're refugees. Of, this yeah. is the only thing I'd like to say, that they're refugees, the so the only thing they the have refugees. is yeah. plow the fields or yeah. become soldiers. In essence. Then you do what, what I would do, and you'd fucking make sure that you get... MP status. That's what I'd do. I'd make sure I was in that top 10. See, I'm I'm part of the... I definitely am part of the idealist group. In fact, let's have this conversation. We've got the three branches. You've got garrison, you've got MPs, and you've got scouts. So what would you be? Scout. MP. Scout. If I'm from Shiganshina, I want to go back to Shiganshina. I would just have that ideal. This is my home. I want to go back there. Yeah, but once you sign up, you sign up. Yeah, I'm fine. That's it. it. Even if you won back Shiganshina, you're still a scout, and you still would then have to leave Shiganshina and head out of the walls again. Yeah, I also still Eventually. I but, also still feel that I'd want to know what's outside the walls. Yeah, curiosity would get the best. Curiosity of you, is part even of my thing. Once you've taken back, what's it called? Shiganshina. Shiganshina. Sure, why not? Even if when you've taken uh, that place back, you are still then just going to protect. You are you are not going to be ready for years to go back and go back out into the world and the wild and have your usual scouting job. You will be stuck defending that wall from everything that comes at it to stop it again until you've rebuilt. And then, even after that, you've got to find the finances and the food and rebuild everything else in in your um, communities to then be able to afford to go back out. So, so basically, yeah, but then you're saying you want to be a scout to take back Shigashina and then wait... Yeah, so the options are you can be a garrison, which means you're stuck on a fucking wall not doing anything, or you can be a gates. scout and you can fight for a little bit between not doing anything. Or you can be an MP. Yeah, and not do anything. Uh, just swan around the inner city, living in luxury, eating three square meals a day. Being corrupt as fuck. Protecting royalty. Yeah. Being corrupt as nah, fuck. Good. Also, potentially murdering citizens. Yeah, oh, I'm, does I'm that good. come up later on? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm taking back I'm taking back the fucking wall. The anti-personnel squad. Fuck them. Are they all blonde? They might as well be. I'm not bothered. A lot of them <laughs> are. A lot of them What's are that, blonde. my lord? You want me to kill someone? <laughs> right away, my lord. But my lord. Lord, my oh, you want to play chess? <laughs> <laughs> my jaw aches. You want to play chess? Oh yes, of course I'll play chess with you. Again. And I'll lose for you, my lord. Just give me steak. He's Just perfect. Give me steak. He's perfect, isn't he? <laughs> He's perfect to be an MP. I'll be right at the side of the king. <laughs> right inside the king. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever gets me three square meals a day. <laughs> that takes to the meaning the right hand of the king. <laughs> Show me the royal staff, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump in. We skip another year ahead and everybody, Eren, Armin, Mikasa, they've all joined the scouts or the cadets, sorry, the training corps. And uh, we also get Eren comment on Mikasa's hair saying that it's basically too long and she needs to cut it off. Otherwise, you're missing the whole intro. You're missing the whole blooming... Sorry, did you want the hundred years and tighten the... No, no, I'm, I'm talking about the bit where he gives them the fucking... 
business on the fucking training ground. That's episode three. <gasps> Why are you talking about the long hair? That's like after the food hall, mess hall. I know it is because I remember because Jean wipes his hand on the back of a fucking other person and goes, there just goes my trust. You're talking to a person who's watched this series seven times. Who's the girl that eats the potato or the bread or whatever it is? Uh, Sasha. Sasha, sure. Sasha Brosh. She was cool. Yeah. Oh no, you know why? <laughs> my notes... I wrote down Mikasa got tidy, which I thought meant her hair. I just thought... Bow, chicka, bow, wow. Yeah, no, that wasn't... <laughs> that wasn't a note about Mikasa's hair. I take out all of that piece there and just keep the... Oh, I thought it meant he gets, she gets tidy, but that's it's what not. I mean. It's not about her hair. Mikasa's just tidy. What so, does that mean? Uh, yeah, mm. she's 13. What does... By the way. No, fucking... This is anime. What we does tidy that. mean? Tidy, just... She's, She's not bad looking. She's bang tidy. We can't keep no, this. I didn't put bang tidy. We can't keep this. <laughs> Let me actually find out how old she is when she joins the survey call. Well, she's not portrayed as 13, let's be honest. I'm staying out of that. That seems like dangerous territory for me. <laughs> <laughs> for you in particular? I've already steamed on children in this episode. <laughs> I think I'm done. <laughs> We can take out all of that bit. I just want to know what Sheenie sees as tidy. Because just I love that your notes say tidy. It's not some inner monologue or you having some some chat with your mate. Oh, she's tidy, mate. No, you've written down Mikasa got tidy. Mikasa got tidy with a question mark. Question mark. <laughs> Just in case. That's a question, guys. I wasn't saying it. It's just a question. Because you got tiny? <laughs> I'm not liable. You guys are. You answer it. I just thought you meant like a nice crew cut or something. <laughs> so did I originally. And then I was like, oh, no. You have the right to remain silent. <laughs> Let's Where are we going from on this? Can we go from when they join the training? We'll cut everything we've got and just say they join the training call. Yeah, that's fine. We, I mentioned that we jumped a year and everyone's joined the training call. And Mika's got tidy. We go into episode three and we get introduced to Keith Sades. And he is the drill instructor who basically is the head teacher of all of the trainees. Love comes, this guy. Comes across as a dick to start with. Yeah. They're supposed to. But he drill is, yeah, he are. is a drill instructor. Yeah. He's designed to be that way. Yep. And he, there's a comment about his, like, moulding technique and how he sort of... Yeah, so two other soldiers are there and they're like, why is he shouting them down and everything like that? And he's like, it's a training technique to completely it's crush them up, down. Crush them up. down and then we'll build them up to be what we want them to be. Resilient. Yes. I love some of the things that actually happen as he goes along as well. Commander Shortus. When he's just like um, Bonnie Springer and that, when he does the salute on the wrong way. <laughs> he gives him the salute and he goes like that, doesn't he? And he's on like the other side. He's like, your heart that's is on the right. other side. Right. That's, that's his left arm going to the opposite side of his chest. <laughs> yeah. His heart is that's on the right. audio listeners. Yeah. Just in reference that <laughs> he gets this wrong and he picks him up I by know, the I'm head. Just... And he's like... Your yes, heart he is on the wrong side, on the other side. Before he picks him up by the head, we get the information about basically the MPs are the best of the best and they live behind Wall Cena. They are the highest 10 ranked officers. Then we get introduced to Connie, Connie Springer, who is played by 
Clifford Chopin. Not a lot on this guy. I was about to say, that name does not ring a bell at no. all. No, so he is Longris in Black Clover, which is a very successful anime. And he's also Katsuki in My Hero Academia. Now, there is actually quite a lot of My Hero Academia voice actors in this again. It seems to be a running thing that we always have. Funimation have this, so Funimation also have My Hero Academia, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, This is when he's then picked up by his head. It's, I mean, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> Then we're gonna have to try this. Can we pick somebody up physically by their head? No, I don't think it could happen unless no, it's a small I child. I, I was gonna, no, I'll still tell you now. I, no, still, <laughs> still tricky. <laughs> then, then we see Sasha for the first time. I'll do children, I'll do with them what I want. <laughs> <laughs> then we get introduced to Sasha, and she's um. Chomping awesome. down on some bread. Awesome. Potato girl. Fucking That's it, love potato, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's the fact that he's chewing out like Connie and then he just hears somebody chomping behind and sees her eating a potato. And you look round at that moment and every single cadet is like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, she's fucking quality, it, it right? It seemed like a waste yeah. <laughs> in the mess hall. It, I looked, just saw it, it. looked so yummy. <laughs> I decided to give it storage inside my belly, sir. <laughs> and then she... Halves it. Would you like the other half, sir? And he's shocked by this, isn't he? Yes. He's, this is strange. He's shocked by her attitude in general. He's like, why would you? She's so nonchalant. It's so- it's the fact that she he's she's like, what do you mean, sir? Why would I eat a potato? And he's like, why would you eat it here, <laughs> <laughs> right in front of me? And she's like. Or else it would have gone cold. <laughs> so her punishment is that she has to run laps until sunset. Yeah, until the sun goes down. We then cut into everybody inside what I guess is like a mess hall. It's a mess hall. Yeah. It's a mess hall. And everyone is absolutely fascinated by Eren because they found out that he's from Shiganshina. Well, they reference this when they're on parade, don't they? Because Shardus walks past certain people and they're like, why is he walking past certain people? And they're like, these people were there at Shiganshina. He doesn't challenge the people from Shiganshina. From Shiganshina because they were there and nothing he could do could be worse than what they've already seen. And this then leads to everyone being fascinated by Eren. And they're all sort of questioning him, sort of like, what was it like? What happened? And Well, the first thing is that he's like, yeah, I saw it. I saw the big guy. And they were like, I heard about it. He stepped over the walls completely. And it's like, <laughs> what? Talk about fucking Chinese whispers going on there. <laughs> It's a bit insensitive, is it not? I know Broken telephone for I know our American you... <laughs> audience. <laughs> you can't call it Chinese whispers anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what do they call it? Broken telephone. I know, it's stupid. He's disappointed by this. I'm, I'm really I disappointed. disappointed. I we, need, we need a different thing. Lost in translation. It's a good film. It's Didn't mind not, it. It's not. Didn't mind it. No, it was shit. Carry on. Then comes the introduction to Shaunus. Is this the bully dickhead that has Swear a to God, if you get his name wrong. Well, I wrote down Sean originally. Sean. Because I thought it was Sean. I it's thought they John. kept saying Sean. It's Jean. Is it Jean, is it? Yeah. I, th- I kept saying Sean. J-E-A-N. Jean. Like the captain. Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah, Jean. okay. I thought it was Sean. It's I thought Jean. they kept saying Sean constantly. <laughs> okay. You've cool. watched four fucking seasons of this. Yep. I still still didn't Sean. get his name. Yep, so Captain, so Captain Jean, Jean-Luc Picard. Jean what. is introduced. Um, he's a dick. Originally, straight away, he's a dick. And well, he wants to join the MPs. He's you. Yeah, well... Yeah, he's you. Yeah, okay. Is he blonde? Yep. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's blonde. <laughs> and he's basically just said to everybody... 
His intention is to be in the top 10 to join the MPs because he wants an easy life and three square meals behind the centre wall, the most safe. Sheen. This pisses Aaron off and they have a confrontation about Should this it. piss Aaron off? Should it? Really? Aaron's just pissed off that this guy has no interest in, I guess, saving anybody, improving the situation, fighting Titans. Doing anything to help humanity. Yeah. Aaron's got no intention of fucking helping humanity. Not hu- no, he's not in it for humanity. He's just in it out of revenge it's, and anger. It's anger, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. But they're, they're opposite they're opp- ends of the spectrum. Yes, and that's why he's angry with And that's John. why that character's they're there. the same thing. That's why that character's there, as Jean. It's the yin and yang mm-hmm. of opinions. And also, he fancies Mikasa. So as Eren leaves, he gets a little only, look at Mikasa. Only comes up in season one, this whole, Love what we're triangle. talking about with Jean. In fact, it doesn't probably even last to the end of season one. It's not really a love triangle. It's, it's not. Just a little bit of infatuation right at the start. He sees Mikasa and he's like, I like your hair. It's pretty. And she's like, thanks. Is she the emotionless one that is fantastic at killing? Yeah, yeah, Mikasa. Mikasa. Oh yeah. my god, what? Yes. I took so little interest in this show. <laughs> I tried. If he'd have actually paid attention to this I show. I paid attention. You little it liar. It was just shit. You little liar. If you, pa- if you paid us half as much attention to this show as you paid to fucking Space Dandy, we'd actually have somebody who's mildly engaged with us. <laughs> I'm engaged. We cut outside of the hut and we see Sasha again and we see two girls walk over to her and... Feed her. Feed her. See, I'm engaged. Well, one has what we see as good intention, which is his... No, uh, what's her name? Krista. Krista, that's it. I nearly said her real name. Krista Lenz. Her name's Krista and it looks like she's got good intention. She's the one that feeds Sasha and the other one is basically references that she just wants to use Sasha, which is a weird thing that she says by helping her she might she might protect be able me to, later well no on, be able to give me use i can use her later basically i, did, I didn't or she'll that. owe me in the future that's it she'll owe me I, yeah i forgot her name Prick. and it's really worrying me because Freckle she cheeks. is actually Freckle cheeks. she's actually a mildly important <laughs> character <laughs> later on <laughs> Freckle cheeks. that's all i remember she's got freckly cheeks we jump to the next day and they're taking their aptitude check tests and straight away, Mikasa nails it. There's literally no problems whatsoever is here. Is this the balance test? This thing? is a, yeah, the balance. Basically, it's an aptitude test to see if you are capable of using the ODM gear. And Mikasa nails it, no problem. Sasha nails it with no problem at all. Eren's upside down. I hate this. This is, this is what made me hate him. It's the constant, oh, I'm going to struggle, but I will be the strongest. But I'm going to struggle, but I will be the strongest. Well, he- I am the worst, <laughs> but I will be the best. Fuck off. <laughs> he completely fails. And he goes to Mikasa and Armin and they try and help him. They're like, we'll, we'll train, we'll, we'll practice, 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 and you will get this done. And then during his training, he ends up nearly doing it and then smashing his head on the floor. <laughs> and all of his piss and vinegar that he was like earlier, where he was like, I was going to do this, I'm going to defeat all the Titans. And then he's just sitting there shocked because he's like, crap. Crap. And yeah. using the ODM gear. Genuinely crap at using the gear. And it's like, oh, what's happened to him now? Oh, he was all... Everyone basically flips and turns on him and is like, this guy who gave it all the fucking gusto... Gave it a big un. ...is shit. And even Mikasa tries to get him then to quit. Well, she says, it doesn't matter what happens where you go. I'll always go I'll, wherever I'll, you go. I'll leave with you anyway. It doesn't matter. Which is fair. Fair enough. She 
likes to be with As him. if the military would let Mikasa go. As if they'd let her go. They still don't have a choice because it is still voluntary whether you stay or leave. Is it voluntary at yes, this point it when is. there's famine and everything it else? It is. It's still voluntary. Interesting. You still volunteer to become one. For now. For now. Until you get... So, state, conscription. Yeah, state conscription. conscription. But they don't at the moment. They don't throughout this. Then we get introduced to Bertol and Reiner. Bear and Reiner. So Beratol is voiced by David Matranga. He is only really known for Shoto from My Hero Academia. So another My Hero Academia. And Reiner is Robert McCollum. He is Jalal in Fairy Tale. Really? Yeah, that surprised me as well when I looked that up. I would not have made that association at all. Which one was he? Jalal. He is... No, no, I know Jalal. I'm on about... Reiner. He really doesn't sound like him, does he? No, no, I didn't make the... No, I didn't make the There's no connection there with his voice from Jalal. Aaron... Good voice actor. Eren goes really to these two to ask for assistance in using the ODM gear because these two are some of the best at using it. Really good for how they know and they've only had a couple of days of using it. And they basically tell Eren their story of what happened to them and the fact that they want to be MPs to work within the walls. Foreshadow. Don't take the bait because <laughs> I could I could flip. I left and Reiner wants I left to basically, he's only constrict conscripted to return home he wants to go back home again is there anything else you want to say about that it's shit there's nothing i'm allowed to say so basically we we get a very small sort of telling of these two characters the that will become so prominent in the following lies seasons lies (laughs) so many lies i i hate that i've seen this i've seen all the seasons coming and i have to sit there and listen to it it's the Then we cut to Aaron taking the test again and he's almost got it and you think he's got it and then he flips over again. This is when Keith says well, he comes holds back it, in. doesn't he? He holds he it for holds a, a it small for like of time. Probably a couple of seconds. Yeah. And he's like, I'm actually doing it. Look at this. And then all of a sudden it's just like flip over again. Then in comes Keith Sades again. And he basically turns to Aaron and he's like, Show me your belt that you've used. Well, he says, change it. Yeah, and he's like, he asks another one of the... I think it's Bertolt. Is it Bertolt? I think it might be Bertolt. But he asks them to exchange belts with Eren, and Eren nails it. And he does it straight away then. And it turns out that the belt he was using was damaged. It was a faulty piece of equipment, but he also held himself up for a small amount of time, even with faulty equipment. Even with broken gear. And this shocks everybody. Yeah, because it's not possible. Yeah. It's not possible with that on omnidirectional gear. Which is what you said. He's not amazing, but he's amazing. Yeah, I, I just hate characters like this. And it's not its not his fault. A lot of anime characters are written to be this. No, but they needed just... him to do this. It needs to show that he was it... that determined that even with gear, which shouldn't All have we've worked. seen from him so far is determination. Yeah, but that's I'm what determined. he is. And I didn't, I didn't need fucking some broken bit of gear to show me, oh, I'm, I can do this even when I'm the underdog. We know he's the fucking underdog. No, but <laughs> what we needed... It's not the character's fault. It's we, not. No, we it's needed that. writing in anime. We needed that piece because of what actually happens in that episode, where it's like, he talks about, it doesn't matter if you really, really want to do this and actually... You've got this determination and that. If you can't do the fucking thing, you can't join. And that's basically what that entire episode is about. It's like, it doesn't matter if you That's really... an entire episode. 
Yeah. That's an entire episode of his belt's broken, isn't he good? Yeah. We don't need that. We don't need that. That is poor character. No, it's character. It's not. That is a poor character. If this was and a... they do it all the time. They did it with Goku and they did no, it with fucking no, no. Kirito. And, right. Oh, I, if this was... so tiring. If this was a standalone 12 episodes or 24 episodes, fair enough. One entire episode about it, not really needed. It's not but, needed in this. It's not. We but, know it's determined. But... We get it. He's a whiny little bitch it's five who seasons. fights through gritted teeth. We're now up to five it. fucking seasons, right? I've They've got, got enough time I got to world character build, in my bro Kamina than I got from this prick in 12 episodes. No, you didn't. And Kamina does that entire I will fight through anything in like, what, six? And then bites the dust? Spoiler alert. Yeah, but so is Aaron, technically. <laughs> technically, yes. No. He doesn't die. He's alive in the stomach, and then he <laughs> transforms. <sighs> they know! They've seen the show! I don't care! I don't want you spoiling They're here it. because they've seen it! Don't spoil it. <laughs> it's spoilers for what we're going to talk about. They know what we're going to talk about! Right, that's it. We're throwing down right now. <laughs> Beyblades or Pokemon fight? Yu-Gi-Oh cards, of course. <laughs> 9,000 life points. Get him on the fucking board, bitch. Go on, Chini. We're ready when you are. <laughs> you can't say Yu-Gi-Oh and do some weird Pokemon. I couldn't think of a Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. What's the point in that? How is that like a battle? It's, not, it's just the opening to Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't remember anything else about Yu-Gi-Oh. Digimon, digital monsters, anything? Digimon are the champions. Yeah. Change into digital. No? Okay. To <laughs> save the digital world. You not remember that show? I remember it. <laughs> it's made a comeback, apparently. Where? New stuff. New game. <sighs> Sorry. Go on. I digress, Sheenie. <clears throat> so once Aaron has achieved stability, he... <laughs> <laughs> Poor choice of words. <laughs> he is sort of staring off with determination on his face. And this is when Mikasa says, basically, oh, he's looking at me the way he is because he knows he doesn't have to leave me. Weird choice of words. Weird choice of words. That is a weird choice of words from Mikasa because we know inside Eren's head it's more of, look at me. I'm I can do... Amazing. I can f- no, it's awesome. more of, I'm going look to be able to do what I want to do. <laughs> it's more of the, I can now do what I want to do. Mikasa seems to have this view of him that it's for her as well but we never see any of that reference mm. from him we also see that keith knows erin as well so he, yeah he, grisha would be proud of you yeah he comments as if he knew well that he knows erin and this does come back i can mention this now it does come back later in later episodes to why actually this episode was important by the way it's not important it is important for not later important. it's important it's not important we cut to them then flying through the trees and the forests on the ODM gear. Like, I get the aptitude test of showing your balance. How long's passed to the point where they can... Two years. Yeah, it took them two years so, to learn to cock thrust. To do... <laughs> At trees. Is this what vegans do? And that's how it ends. That's how episode three ends, with them flying through the trees using the ODM gear. And we go on to episode four. This is when two years have passed since they joined, and it's the year 850. And we get introduced to another character. I'm not going to say his voice actor, because I don't think he plays a big enough role. Who is it? Uh, Ryder Bran? Bron? He's the guy who they say is basically, he's like an ox, and he's respected. That's Reiner. No. That's Reiner Browse. No. That did sound... 
pretty much. What the, the, guy, the, guy that, the guy that's an ox? Yeah, he's built like an and ox he and he's respected. Armin. Yeah, and, and, he, helps and Armin, he's the guy yeah. that helps carry Armin's backpack. Yes, he has blonde hair and says, oh, "Let me give, take that." Just keep. I thought running. that was a different character. I genuinely thought that was a different character. Were you paying attention? Yes, I was, and I thought that was a completely different guy. No, hmm. probably forgot because it wasn't in. Aaron's Shut up! Or oh, Shut up! Armin doesn't accept this help, and he decides that he doesn't need it, and that he can carry his own backpack, and he's gonna pull his own weight. And yeah, it's about time there was a character in this show with that level of determination. <laughs> <laughs> then we get introduced to Annie Lanhart. She's voiced by Lauren Lander, who is known for being Merlin in the Seven Deadly Sins. It's also <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> We learn we learn that Annie basically she doesn't play well with others. She does she's a bit of a lone wolf. She doesn't like hanging out with anybody. Anybody except Bertol and Rainer. They're the only two people she likes to sort of associate with. I can feel your foreshadowing from here. <laughs> Stop it. I can literally feel it from over here. Shut up with your foreshadowing. Not the first time he said that. We also also learn that Jean is basically head of the class at that time um, on ODM gear. He's like the best with the ODM gear. He's sort of coming out as a bit of a leader sort of thing. Then it goes to them in self-defense class. See, I thought they in that they do Mikasa as well. And it's just like... They do. They Pure do. brilliant. Yeah, no, There's they, nobody... In fact, she could probably rival... Not as a leader. But no, they, but they reference like, the fact that she's the best fighter they've got, yeah. hands down. And, and could and easily take on... Could rival Levi. Yeah, could rival Levi. Then we go to self-defense training. And first they question why they're doing it, don't they? Well, Aaron does. He's like, why are we doing hand-to-hand self-combat when we're supposed to be fighting Titans? And it's the first time we get a bit of foreshadowing again in this. Or From what you've seen before, this is the first time you get a bit of foreshadowing that, you know, you're not just there to fight Titans. You're there to protect the, the king. Uh, yeah, the people. Not the, king. the people. Well, even, even the people, because they are essentially the police within the cities as well so if there's if there's something going down they have to control that in a way as well so they have to know how to deal with the people. mps do yes yeah and perhaps the garrison and the garrison they live within the walls, yeah the yeah. garrisons will uh, have i to thought this well. entire fight thing was just so that when he turns into a titan he knows how to do hand-to-hand combat uh, it comes in handy for him because it does, doesn't moment. he copy the moves that this girl uses yeah so he he's yeah. the next bit we see is him sparring with annie and uh, she, she kicks him in the shin. Yeah. Uh, she's a dirty fighter. Yeah. As well as a good fighter. Rav McGar, you fucking do it. And she fucking beats the you, shit you out of him. Yeah, well, Where? she beats the shit <laughs> the out of military... not just him, but Reiner as I well. I love it because Reiner's like, oh, see? And then he's like, don't you fucking walk away from this fight. You <laughs> told me she had it coming. Go for it. And he's like, okay, fair enough. Here I go. <laughs> and takes them out straight away. This is what the military teach you, though. They don't teach you to fight fair. They teach you to fight to walk away. Yeah. That is it. But Do Annie, what you can to walk away. Have you noticed how Annie hasn't been paying attention to this? Hasn't been doing any of it? Well, no, she actually, she actually says to Erin, don't be a pawn. Yeah. Don't do exactly what the military tell you to do. They might not always be right. That's well, what she essentially says to Aaron. They're not teaching you... Well, I think Aaron says they're not teaching you to fight. They're teaching you to run away. Or is yeah, it her that says uh, they're not teaching Aaron you to says, fight? I think. Yeah. 
it definitely happens in this piece. 100%. Where, where they're yeah. talking about, you know, why are we doing this? Is this teaching us to run away, not teaching us to fight? Yeah, there's questions up in the air about the whole self-defense thing. Not long after this is when Aaron has a go again at Jean about the fact that he wants to be an MP. He calls him out on it again. And this is years down the line. Get over it. This is two years. Yeah, get over two it. Two years. He's still not Someone's happy with to. Jean being an Someone's MP. Someone's got to. The top ten are... Yeah. Sub- no, they don't have to, but the top ten are the ones that earn the privilege to become they MPs. They have the chance. Should they want to. They have the I, chance. I guess if one of the top ten decides not to, then, then the next one down. below yeah, yeah. gets it. Or I would imagine they don't bring anyone else through. Well, maybe oh, not. Maybe I, I it's just the top, ten, and, the top and, ten. Whoever of the top ten wants to be an MP gets to be an MP. I think, is it this point where they're talking about the top ten... And he's like, oh, yeah, only the best of the best gets to join the military yeah, police. Yeah, he's trying to be smart about it. Yeah, but then Armin turns around and says, why are the best of the best being put in the interior? Hiding behind hiding the behind most behind amount the of walls. Which is right. Your best fighters should be your frontline people. Yeah. And it's... Spread out. Foreshadowing. Well, maybe, maybe not frontline. No, is, no like some, some of your best fighters yeah. arguably should be protecting the king of everything. Fair enough. Yeah. The elite guard. Fair enough. Maybe not the best with ODM gear, but maybe the best hand-to-hand combat yeah. people should protect the king. That makes more sense. Your best ODM guys should probably be in the scout. They're front yes. line. Yeah, they're they, front they line. are frontline. But they're not. No. But he and is- this is the first time he references this, doesn't yes. it? Where it's like, why have you got the best of the best, the furthest away from the action and the furthest away from protecting the people? Why are they just protecting the aristocracy, basically? It's the it, first time you it ends up with them getting in another fight. Yeah. And Eren uses Annie's move. Yeah, he... he the shin kicks leg sweep to put short, uh, John on his ass. I don't get this. This is actually something I don't get. Because well, John... Just, he just uses like, Annie's move. Well, no, we have that moment where he's like, hold on a minute, he has something to prove. Does he? When he's like... Well, John. Yeah, well, uh, Armin's... No, uh, John is being belittled by, our, uh, by Aaron. Aaron. He's being belittled and he's fed up of it. Yeah, and John grabs him and then Armin's like, hold on a minute, he has something to prove I don't. And I'm like, hold yeah, on a minute, Aaron. You constantly have something to prove His all entire the time. existence is I've got something to prove. But he does take him out and yeah. Annie notices this She as does. Well. See, this was... I fuck it, this... This annoys me because it is a guy that watched a kung fu movie and then did kung fu. <laughs> what do you mean, like instantly repeat? Yeah, the he move? just he watched someone else do it and went, "I can do that." <laughs> He's right. Did uh, that's that's yeah. that's like they're rushing stuff that you think would be in a montage or something, or at least get like yeah. they have all the time in the world with twenty five episodes or whatever the fuck it is. Give me something. I've been practicing this. Show me him practicing at nighttime or something with her. We've got all the time in hold the world. Hold on, apparently. hold on. No, apparently, hold, hold on, we've got all the time on. in the world hold with 25 on. episodes. I'm agreeing with you. Fucking give me hold some on. context instead of an entire episode going, I can balance. Oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> so he's not okay with the episode around the ODM gear, which is one of the most it's important pieces. It's not about pe- the ODM up. gear. Uh, it's one fucking bit let to build me, up to. Let me to finish. Going, oh, he's one so of the good. Most, it was broken. He can do it. One of the most important pieces of this entire Fucking anime, the ODM gear, which is what they use all the the fucking time. It's centered around him going, I'm determined to do something. No. Great. He's been saying that for four fucking episodes. It's centered around the fucking ODM gear, which they use for the next five fucking seasons. Yeah, we don't need him fucking determination 
to fucking do it. Well, that's all right. It's not important. He can use hand-to-hand An entire episode of him going, I'm determined, I'm determined, it's not important. He does it every fucking show. He tells us at the beginning of every fucking show, I'm going to kill them all. Are you finished? I'm finished. I'm good. <laughs> I'll have my rebuttal now before we finish. So he's okay with having a full episode talking around his fucking fighting skills and hand-to-hand combat, which I don't want a full episode. Wait, I don't want no, a full episode said, on he it. He said a montage. Where's my mont- Where's my Where's my thirty seconds of him night after night training with her to get better, to then go and kick that guy's ass? Give me thirty seconds. Touche. They might have done it. You they didn't know. do it. Go and have seen it. No, no, you don't know. They might have done you it. You don't know. You weren't there, man. <laughs> Behind the scenes. You might. They might have done it. Look, We're talking Sword Art Online. You've got to think about it. No, Let's move think, no, on. I didn't want to think about Let's move on. We jump ahead to the ceremony. Hey, he's got me that riled up. <laughs> I moved my thing further and further up as I moved further and further up. We jump- I was slowly rising. I could have. <laughs> by the time we finished that argument, I probably could have been standing. We jump ahead to Hold the on. ceremony. Let me, let me just Hold on. Fix- Link needs to adjust his microphone. We jump ahead to the ceremony where it's like the choosing of the regiment ceremony where they sort of highlight who are the top 10, who finish top of the class, who get the honours of being an MP if they wish to. Did you note down the top 10? Not every single one of them, no. I have them. I actually have the top 10. So the top 10 of the 104th South Division. Start from 10. Uh, number 10 was Crystal Lenz. Number nine was Sasha Brass, so Potato Girl. Number eight was Connie Springer. Number seven was Marco Bold. Marco. Polo. Yeah, you'll know him. Yeah, you'll know. Just not <laughs> just, just not until our next episode, and then you'll know him. Okay. Number six, John. Number six. Yes, so Mr. Cocky, who thought he was the best of the best, is sixth. Number five, Aaron Yeager. Number four, Annie Leonhardt. Number three, Bertolt Hoover. Then number two was Rhonda Braun. And of course, number one was Mika Sarak. So Armand didn't get in no. the top 10. That's because he's only academically good, not. And neither did Emilia, fighting. the other girl that you see helps Potato Girl. She didn't get in the top right. 10. But we know Armand's not. He's not a fighter. He's, he's not, not a fighter. fighter. No, 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 no. Never has been. He's a strategist. He's a yeah. thinker. Yep. And they don't mark you on thinking well, in this. It's no surprise that Aaron doesn't want to be an MP. And he outright is like, I. Oh, Gonna join the scouts regardless of if I finish in top ten or not. Yeah, and everybody's really surprised by this, even though he's been saying it for the last two years. They're like, Are you sure? You know, it's a massive honour to be in it. It's like, no, it's not. It's not an honour to the be worst in the person at that job. He'd be awful. Oh god, yeah. Imagine him trying to break up a fight. He'd oh, probably start a fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just wouldn't speak to any of the upper class. He'd call them scum. Yeah. He's gonna be joined by Armin and Mikasa. They both are like, Well, if you're going to the scouts, we're going to the scouts. Armin, you don't have a choice. <laughs> you weren't allowed in Armin could have gone into the garrison. Oh, he could have gone and sat on a wall. Yeah. More inclined for his character, I would have said. He would have been quite good in the garrison. Do you garrison. know what? He yeah. would have been quite good. a position where he can oversee the battlefield yes. and make decisions. With um, Pixis. Commander Pixis. Yeah, he could have been, yeah. That would have been a good spot for him. But I think actually Pixis does actually say this. And we see this later on in these 12 episodes. He is used as a commander of sorts with Pixis. Well, it comes up with a few ideas later, mm-hmm. doesn't it? It just shows he's a strategist. Yeah. The next scene we get, we get an introduction to Commander Irwin. Fucking love Commander Irwin. He is my favourite. I character. thought his name was spelled I-R-V-I. It's E-R-W-I-N. Irwin. Irwin. Commander yeah. Irwin. I thought it was Irving. But... I love Commander Irwin. And he's played by J. Michael Tatum. And he's known for being 
Acnologia in Fairy Tale, and he's Dr. Gel in Space Dandy. Hey! <laughs> it's about time there was some good in this the show. The shock <laughs> on his face. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, Commander Irwin is James's favourite character. <laughs> it's from Space Dandy. And he's Dr. Gel in Space Dandy. <laughs> James resorting to the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> no glass needed. There's ice in the uh, freezer, mate. Do you want to grab us a beer while you're at it? <laughs> I knew he'd like that bit. <laughs> he's shouting from the kitchen. So James has returned. I'm back with a whiskey. After his shock. Uh, next, we're introduced to Captain Levi Ackerman. Please, don't give me anything with this. No, guy. so he's he's voiced by Matthew Mercer. Matt Mercer? Matt Mercer. The only thing I could really find out about him was he's Silver Fullbuster in Fairy Tale. Other than that, he's done bits and pieces, not major roles. Why do I recognise that name? I don't know. I don't. You're on your own there, bud. I'm almost certain you will. Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer. You don't have to keep this in, but I'm that, that name. He's from Critical Role. He's from Critical Role. Also, more importantly, he is McCree in Overwatch. Yes. Again, all of these things I knew, and I was like, I recognise Matt Mercer's name. It's high noon somewhere in the world. So we get a bit more explanation, and we find out that five years have passed with no further incidents. The walls have been overbearingly loaded with cannons that they're, they're sort of they've upgraded them yeah they're going all out on the old defense so they not only can elevate and lower they can also point directly down now instead of just like straight fire. At, straight fire instead which makes sense seeing as the titans are going to be right on the just wall point them over the wall makes sense but that shows how ill prepared they were Aaron then bumps into mr harness again and this is the moment that he forgives him. He turns to him and says, I, I, on reflection, you did what you should have done. And you say, well, if he hadn't, he ran. wouldn't have been there. Yeah. And he forgives him, which shocks Harness as well. Does it, I guess it shows growth, uh, the growth of Aaron in a sense that he forgives Harness. Well, yeah, it does. And I think as well, the bit where Harness is just saying, like, I remember what happened every day, pretty much. He's never going to forget. And I can't forgive myself for it. And, yeah, and Aaron's, Aaron's like, you like yeah, you should, because actually what it's done has led to this now. This is also when we find out that Connie has decided that he will join the Scouts as well. So there's a few of them, because along of with, what he said. Yeah, along with some of the others from the top ten. Because of Aaron's speech that he gave when he was having a confrontation with yeah, Jean just before. He sort of won people over to the fact that we're the best of the best, we should be frontline. Which is... Right. Right. You know, what's the point in hiding within the walls? You might as well try and get back to where you were. Then in walks Sasha with a chunk of meat that she stole from I the... I fucking love Is this. it the captain's quarters or from something the, like From that? the officer's pantry. Yeah, officer's, officer's pantry. pantry. And... They all decide that they're going to share we that. We could share it. <laughs> and she's already Fucking eating it whole. Chick. She's already got it in her mouth, she's, eating it whole. She yeah. smuggles it into that box, doesn't and she? And then she hides it in one of the ammo boxes or something, doesn't and she? She's like, don't worry, guys. We we can share it a little bit. And we get like a moment of confidence from Aaron. And he's sort of standing there and he's he's reflecting on everything that's happened. And he's like, we, we could do this. We can now take back our home. Boom. Yes. 
massive lightning strike again and the colossal titan just appears behind him and the steam and everything that it emits when it appears blows everyone off the wall and they have to shoot one of them in the leg don't they with one of their darts yeah so one I of really them really liked this one of them loses their grip the odm yeah, gear pulls out of the wall off. and sasha saves them Literally she throws herself the, i think it's through the um through the leg yeah, the, yeah. The, not the thigh the lower leg and then yeah. grabs them that way yeah which is the best way to fucking do this. Yep, she saves their life. Also shows uh, the realism of the ODM gear. It's not a it's fail just a, safe. It's just a grappling hook. It's it's, gra- it's yeah. a, there's two grappling it's hooks. It's a high-powered But it's, high but it's not hook. like all other animes where it's just constant. It no, works all the time. It's a repel gun, right? It don't where work you all the time. Because like, it fires yeah. in and then you can zip into it. Yes. That's what it effectively so the, is. So it's a two-pronged system yeah. with the two pieces in How in, does it let go? This always bugs me. It just detaches. Yeah. No. Nope. So the prongs expand, and then retract back in. It's they literally they like just that. go back in. So it's, it's like a dart in. like that. It's like a normal dart, and then they go bing. Right. Inside. Okay. So literally, they, I did look at the pictures when they show you like the yeah, mechanics they behind you it. The, yeah, the and they give it, they were cool. Yeah. Um, but I didn't see how it didn't it, show how they. Do you know what? Fun fact here from this: it's somebody actually made fun. this. Somebody actually made this gear. It's actually doable. Well, I you thought can that was the create idea this. of it was it was yeah, doable. I don't think it could carry a creable. fucking human the way they do because grappling, but grappling it, it gear would be very hard to balance. So <laughs> the um, way they do, the guy that made it actually said it could, but it's actually that strong, and that I think they reference it in the AOT canon that it's very powerful and it puts a massive strain on your back, and that's why it's designed that all the straps. Well, you're carrying two canisters of distribute. gas. Well, they distribute all the pressure from where it is, from your waist down your legs. and that. That's why there's so many straps and leather pieces on them, because it distributes that pressure across your body instead of just straight on one area. James's talk time. Well, well, it's, it's <laughs> I'm facts. genuinely interested. I just... It, it's just not cool. <laughs> it works, and I get it. It's just not cool. And it actually does work. It's strange. That I don't. I don't think you can make one in real life to carry a human. Like uh, the, military grappling hooks. They made with it with a with a mechanical. But no, some guy said he made it and can fire it and it will stick. I don't think it'll carry the. I human think there's part. genuinely. It's not going to fly him around the place. No. no. Uh, and he they aim it with the blades of the the, the hilt, the handle yes. of the sword, don't they? So where yes, they point yes. their sword is where yeah. it will go. Yes. Yeah. Because they're linked. You're not making that. You're not. You're firing it one direction. It ain't moving. There's no way to make some sensory remote it would be for difficult. one to aim the other yeah. in, in a 3D space. I just don't think you're you're compressing that technology into these handles and the ODM gear. I think, As again, you're going to need a stretch of logic with all fucking anime. I believe it could work. But I believe you're not making it this, right now. I think there's actually something you could do in the future. Probably. This I is probably don't. something that you could do in the future. I don't think you'd need to. We'll have Spider-Man, it'd be fine. <laughs> well, actually, to be fair, they are making, like, mech suits and stuff like that. They already so. made them. They're based on fucking yeah. Halo. It was already... It was being bigged up then by every fucking news article in the world when Halo comes out every fucking time. Oh, there's a new Halo armor. No, there isn't. It's the fact that this gear is used by the specialist crystals that are only found on Parody Island. There's crystals. Uh, James is... 
trying to jump ahead to season I, five. No, I don't want to. I was just trying to Do they save have the to crystals. go through like a cave and trials to get to the crystals? <laughs> no. <laughs> a dungeon crawl. No. It's like, <laughs> all right, Matt Mercer. They, Matt Mercer's here. Don't worry, we're all right. When they get the crystal, are they specific colours and do they make the blade that comes out a specific Yeah, they're purple. Color? They're purple. So yeah, they're Mace Windu's in there. Yeah. <laughs> Mace Windu's sitting in the cave. Yeah. <laughs> With lad. these crystals, you will have unlimited power. Unlimited power. <laughs> anyway, let's jump ahead. Do it. Are we jumping yeah. ahead? Are well, we cool? Can I talk about season five? The Colossal please? Titan kicks a massive hole in the wall again, yeah. through the gate, smashes the gate in again. And the episode ends with Aaron Yeager bursting into action. He's and back up on the top of the well, wall. He just decides he's going to solo take on the Colossal Titan. And it ends. And we come into episode five. We get, once again, uh, sort of a recap. This is an, uh, like a thing that happens every episode. You get a recap of the previous episode. The Colossal Titan then basically just destroys the entire top of the wall with a swipe of his hand. Takes all the cannons out. Yeah, he strategically... Knocks all the cannons off the wall as if it was a planned attack. I think that's what they say as well. Mm-hmm. He knew that the cannons were there, and that's the thing that's defending the gate. So, Eren then attacks the Colossal Titan, and as he gets within striking range of the back of the neck, FYI, the back of the neck is the only weak spot of a Titan. Yeah, I got this that. Is this is referenced quite early yeah, on as well. That's where the pilot is. I say pilot, pilot. <laughs> The, the unconscious human. So, mm. as he's about to deal this blow to the Colossal Titan, it releases a massive amount of steam as a defense. And disappears. And vanishes. They're all then but he told... Doesn't, he doesn't have time to think about it either because they're like, shit. No, they, they have to then go and report what's happened. Well, the advanced garrison squad turn up and they're like, get back to HQ, report everything you saw about the Colossal, Colossal Titan, prepare for evacuation, yeah. we're going to hold the gate. And he's like, advance squad, go forward. It's basically a complete repeat of what happened to Shiganshina. Yeah, but this time, the garrison are like, we're ready and we've planned for it. We know what to do. Within reason, they've planned well, for Well, they it. have planned for it. You yeah. see that they've got a net and all sorts of different things okay. in front of Shady, the door. you don't understand. They've got a net. <laughs> well, they know they must seal the breach. <laughs> Just remember... About the technology I that you're know. talking about. I'm taking the fucking piss. <laughs> I know you are, you piece of shit. my duty piss out of this fucking well, show. Well, guess what? The net doesn't work. The Titans get Shock. in. The Titans get in. Because they're not fish. We, <laughs> we cut to Pixis. Fucking love Pixis. Commander Pixis? Commander Pixis. We cut to Commander Pixis. And he is in a noble's house playing chess. In Wall Rose. Within Wall yeah, Rose. Yeah, within Wall Rose. And he is the highest ranked officer in the South Territory. Yeah, in the Southern District. And this is where and this is where all the attacks are coming from at the minute. Trost. Yeah. The lord of this place is only worried about himself. We see him say to Pixis, Oh, don't go to the walls. You stay here and protect me. This this is what I meant about water. He's in like a on an island, isn't he? Which is why I thought, oh, maybe Titan he's in a small castle with- or like a small chateau with a moat. Yeah, and he's basically trying to get Pixis to stay, and Pixis isn't having any of it. <laughs> Pixis just takes the alcohol, takes the vintage. It's I a like vintage. I like the is. moment when Pixis is playing chess. No, when he's about to leave, and the other soldier turns around to the Lord and is like, "May I speak freely, sir?" And he basically turns around. And he, uh, 
what was his exact words? If Commander Pixis decided to actually try and beat you in chess, he would do it too too often. Or he would do it easily. Look, Pixis is supposed to be on the outside. You see an old, perhaps doesn't know what he's doing kind of chap. Senile when actually, fool. Yeah, senile fool. You don't get that impression. He though. knows what he's doing. Yeah, this guy knows exactly what he's doing. I got that from the get-go with this dude. He, he knows a good vintage. He's like a quiet smart like planned ahead sort of chap, keeps it he? himself to himself but also all the knowledge he has he uses it when he needs to this is when information comes through that the advanced team are all dead already they've been wiped out straight yeah. away but they knew this was going to happen they plan for it That's so unfortunate if you're in the advanced team <laughs> that's literally what they plan for isn't <laughs> I'm it i'm in the advanced team i'm the first in i'll solve the problem and nope. I love no. the, imagine if you were in that meeting so guys we've got the advanced squad the middle squad or no the um, like, no, the, reserve, for, the, the no the forward squad then we've got the support squad then the reserve team with the elites in <laughs> it's like what? yeah yeah the elites are in the uh, right in, in the, the back. back so the first squad is operation get behind the darkies <laughs> Are we allowed to use those references a anymore? South Park joke. It is South we can Park. use a South that Park. That is joke. South Park. Okay, we can use those South Park <laughs> references. This is when Aaron gives Jean a, a pep talk because Jean is like, "I can't believe this is happening now. I was one day away from being an MP and going within the inner walls. <laughs> I was one day away from retirement, <laughs> <laughs> and he's basically just lost the plot because he thought he well, was going to have the into, easy life. He walks into Aaron and he's like, "What are you want? Get out of my he's way!" Panicking, isn't he? And he's like, "Just calm down. You're trained for this." He does give him a an actual serious yeah. pep talk of. Uh, you know. He does. And Krista, when she's like, don't worry, the guy throwing off on the floor. <laughs> Are you right there? <laughs> so Erin gets put in the advanced team? No, support. The, with the, it, training, the second lot in, with basically. The second. And Mikkelsen isn't. She's put in the reserve, yeah, in the they, back they with the elites. They want her right at the back in the elites, and she... She doesn't want to. She's, she's the right best refusing, trained. isn't she? No, well, she's like, oh, sir, maybe I should go with this team because... I'm well there. trained. <laughs> well, no, she tries to put it across that I'm well trained and should be with my my squads. But he's like, no, you're way too valuable. You're really good at fighting Titans. So you don't I, fight the Titans. Yeah, you're great at fighting Titans, so don't. I get no, it. No, what they use is they use the shit ones in the hope that they'll thin the numbers so mm-hmm. that the best ones can come in and clean up easily. That's yeah. the idea. I don't think around. it's that. Other way around is how that works. Uh, I don't think so. Not in this. Well, you're not in this circumstance, in, and then your best are going to get overwhelmed. That's yeah. that's what they're looking at. What they're looking at is we're not going to win. Yeah, they know that they're not going to win. There's no way to seal the door, so literally it is evacuate. It's a number. It. It's a numbers game. It's it's time. Yeah. Can we hold these titans off long enough to evacuate everyone into the next wall? Yep. That's and then all seal they it try off. and do, and that's yeah. it. It, they're constantly just fighting a losing battle. Well, they know. And that's the thing that we get from this series, that you don't win. Against the Titans, you don't win. You just run and retreat back and constantly. So speaking of Titans, we get a little bit of information about them. So we get the information that they don't reproduce. So they're unsure how so many keep turning up. Because they're like, we keep killing them. But more keep coming, but they don't have reproductive organs. So how are they multiplying? 
They're human. Then it's also referenced that the fact that they steam is all down to the fact that they have very high body temperature. And when they 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 exert energy... They're Instead of sweating, hotter. they can't sweat they can't because sweat, they're that hot so that the sweat comes out of steam. steam. That's what it is. We see that they only eat people. But they don't eat them for sustenance. They don't eat to live. They only eat, well, from what nature. we know, yeah, just pure instinct is we have to eat humans. We find out that they, can't, they can regenerate. So you can completely... De- now, I didn't get this bit. You can you completely can destroy head the head... Fine. And it will grow back. You've got to hit the nape of the neck. Yeah. Taking the head clean off, is we that know not why. destroying the neck? No, but we know why. Yes, we know why. It's just a very weird thing. Yeah. Weird. We know where it is. Yes, so we find out... We're going to chicken mode. Back of the neck's the weak spot. The nape of the neck. The sweet spot. Six inches across, nine inches high. That's it. I actually know where it is. I've got the game. I fucking love the game. Can you use the ODM gear? Yeah, yeah you Open can in the world, game. like Spider-Man games? Yeah. No, I might, well, might be It's fucking great. Might be fun. I played it a little bit. Survey mode. Next we get Eren and Armin moving in. They're sort of in the, adva- the, the advanced party. They're going in. Then an abnormal turns up. And we find out there are abnormals. As not- well as normal titans, there are abnormals. They're with... So this squad... It's a bit of a strange squad because we don't get too much of the knowledge of who these guys are. No. Do we? We get they're not the normal gonna, ones. They're not going to introduce you to these people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a numbers thing from pretty much here on out to episode 25 now. Um, don't get attached to anybody because there's no point at this point. Well, once the abnormal appears... It well, they're flying through the air and they're like, we're going to do this. We're going to beat them. We're going to beat them back. And then literally abnormal... It's like a frog, isn't down. It? It's leaping like a frog yeah. through the air. Leaps and takes out France. That's it, France. Takes out France. The entirety of France. France. <laughs> F-R-A-N-Z. Oh. It eats one of their friends. This is when Aaron snaps... And he goes fucking batshit. It goes off the rails and goes away from the plan. Yeah, and he decides he's going to attack this abnormal on his own. He's like, I'm going to kill you. And he flies in at full speed, just as he's about to strike the abnormal's head. No, another one. Another one from the ground jumps up. Another one from the ground jumps up. Takes his leg. Yeah, bites his leg clean off. you're not going to see this yeah, coming. Yeah, it rolls on the roof. Yeah, and you don't see this coming. Please tell me you don't see it coming. No, no, I didn't see it coming. No. no. First time watching it, you're not going to go... Oh, I thought he was just going to go batshit and kill it. Yeah. You, yeah, you yeah, think he will. A little. And then it cuts to like loads of them being eaten. There's All just, of them. They're just, they're just getting massacred by the Titans. Oh. Because the Titans aren't slow they're not sluggish it seems like they're they're quite they snap into gear as soon as prey is nearby basically as soon as prey comes nearby they snap into gear and they're like oh food and just instantly go for them as um erin is laying on the roof that one grabs the wire of the girl yes not krista is it grapple yeah it's not krista i can't remember her name but she, they grab the wire and it pulls her down. Yeah. And she's like, fuck. 
There's they know what they're do. doing. The Titans know what they're doing yeah. within reason. Instincts. Yeah, w- some within instincts. As Aaron is laying on the roof with one leg, it shows us Armin, and he's frozen with fear. He's frozen in fear. He's seen what's happened to Aaron. Seen what's happened to his squad. He doesn't belong on a battlefield. No, he really doesn't. Some of them don't know it, but they, they, had no, they had no choice. He's there because his friends went. Yeah. And behind him up pops the bearded titan. Yep. Just looks like an old man, doesn't yep. it? Yeah. With a creepy smile. And it picks Armin up. And just goes to eat him. Well, oh. as far as we're aware, it eats him. Yeah. We, we basically are like, oh, it's just eaten Armin. Yeah. We see it go into his mouth. And Armin has like oh, a flashback no. and he starts talking about the sea and the mountains and... Well, you he, see this in Armin, do you? You hear him and scream and as he's being eaten and then it goes to Eren who's lying there bleeding out on the floor yeah. and it's like, uh, remember Eren about the sea and that and they show the book and everything around that. And then it flashes to Eren pulling Armin out of the mouth of Grabbing the Grabbing him by the hand yeah. and he's got the sword in that... Oh, in the titan's teeth the titan's mouth open and he's got his foot his one remaining foot on the bottom of his mouth hero moment it yeah. is yeah we <laughs> knew it was going to happen uh, like, let's not be surprised yeah but we didn't see that entire scene coming no the the bit before that where he gets his leg chomped that's a surprise this scene him is, saving Arnold yeah it's not, not it's really not I didn't I ex- didn't see the next bit though I didn't expect after he's pulled Armin out for what to happen. The Titan chomps down. And takes his arm. Bites Eren's arm off. And swallows and, him. Yeah, eats him. I didn't see I that s- coming. Do you know what? First season, I'll take you back seven times I've watched this. First season, I watched that, I was like, oh shit. The it character could, it, that we're following, it he's gone. Been. It could have been one of those animes where and I thought the it person was. we thought was the main character is eaten. Because. Gone, and then it goes to Mikasa. Yeah, and that's what I thought. I thought, because oh shit. The episode ends with her turning. And... It, Having like this, hmm, something's not right. Something's not I thought right. it was going to go to Blonde Boy. I thought he was going to be our main character and be like, well, I've got to be like him, but I'm actually oh, good. like a uh, like that's his motivation. I see. I was going to say like yeah, commoner yeah. sort of blooming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To be like Simone, where Simone. it's just everything he does is I've got to be like commoner until the end when he's like, no, I'm not him. I'm Simone, and yeah, I thought it was going to be him carrying on the torch. This is the point in these series, this series where we get several twists very quickly over the next couple of episodes, isn't it, though? We start getting a lot of information very quickly. Yeah, so we go into episode six and it opens with Connie shaking Armin, trying to He's in shock. snap him out of shock, basically. And Armin is breaking down. Well, he says, where's your squad? He's the only survivor left of his entire squad. And that is very rare, isn't it? In this circumstance. It's rare that anybody comes out alive. Especially. Well, no, they don't say that. They say it's very rare for an entire squad to get wiped out. Normally, yeah. one or two will go because then the rest would leave. Well, we see that later on. We yeah, see we that see later that on. Later from, on. Um, the guy, two of them die on the ground and he's like, wait, they're distracted. Let's fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> well, Armin decides that he's going to have like a little pity party for himself and he's going to... It is a pity it's party. A pity party. It's a fucking the pity party. The entire fucking thing is him. Oh, it should have been me. And, yeah. And it's like, oh, this guy's. Are just we not fucking... calling this shock? Look, this guy has 
gone out of his way to make sure that you stayed alive and it's cost him his life, then you're going to sit there and waste that opportunity that he's just sacrificed himself for. It can go one of two ways in that thing. It can do, should it? No. Should it? Like, the no. character should have grown Man, some... Yeah, but we don't... Up. No, but... A little bit of a spine. Had time. You're literally talking but about, like, he mans 20 up seconds when afterwards. fucking Dickhead comes back. It's like, oh, now he's a titan and he's back. How did you get back and everything else? And now, then he decides to be a man. It's like, he should have done it here. He should have had his half of ep- episode of Breaking Down and then fucking... But he's not that sort of character. Dangerous girl should have been in, like, you need to fucking man up your But he's prick. not that sort of character. No, he's not that sort no, of character, but he should be. Fucking soft. He is that character in literally a few episodes. It, I, I thought it would have fit better in this one with half an episode of, of him self-loathing, understandably, and then fucking what's-her-face who defends Aaron. This guy has a lot of issues. He has a lot so of... So many. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, but we never, we never <laughs> discussed the fact that, also, guess what? Armin has lost all of his parents. Who He's hasn't? lost his family. I was going to say, this is this is a running thing in yeah. the yeah, world they, they live in. All of these kids have. Yeah, but... He, and they're choosing to yeah, fuel it in different yeah, ways. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're choosing so to why f- didn't this kid fucking do it then? He's literally seen two of his best mates. One of them just got chomped doing what he's supposed to do, and the other one should have slapped him out of it and gone, you need to be more like fucking Aaron. But I think Grow it's- up. Fucking sort your shit out and fight. I think it's yin and yang, though, isn't it? Because Aaron has taken his grief and that of losing his family and parents, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill everything." Well, he had that before then, didn't he? he was a fucking yeah. no, no, no. He, he was an angry bastard. He was yeah, he was an angry person who wanted to. No, he's an angry kid throughout. Yeah. Even when they flash back to when yeah. he first met Mikasa, he's an angry fucking yeah. psycho. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is. He's a fucking nut job. But he wanted to become a scout. This now gave him he just pointed more of a focus reason. Yeah. While Armin has never come to terms with what he is or how he fits so, into anything. Yeah, so this should have snapped him into something. But it doesn't. It doesn't later. Let's get into the next bit. It's one of my favourite bits. And it's when uh, we see the president of a merchant guild and he's blocking the only gate out of the city with his merchandise. And he won't move it. He's basically telling the crowd, like, my merchandise is worth more than your lives. If you just push and help me get it through the gate, we'll all get out of here quicker. He bribes the garrison guys as well. He's like, yeah, to not do it. Come on. Well, no, he's like, just try it. If not, you can give us a hand and push and there'll be a tidy sum in it for you. If not, just stay out of our way. And I'm like, oh, really? And then a titan turns around the corner and starts full on running at him. If you're in this crowd. Bricks. (laughs) <laughs> fucking hell you like, can build a wall with the amount of bricks that are coming out of those people <laughs> <laughs> and then Mikasa bursts into action and she just she takes the titan down just as it's about to reach them I love this moment the slide's right in front good, good, fucking good love this moment this scene when once she's taken the titan down and she goes up to him and is like what's going on why haven't you evacuated yet we're out here fighting and risking everything dying dying and you're still fucking around at the gate. What's going on? And the merchant guy's like, well, these guys aren't helping me. And This is my merchandise and it costs <sighs> more than your lives. You're paid to sacrifice your lives yeah, for us. Yeah, that would have made me snap. Well, it's, it's true. She then goes... You would have heard that from the castle. That guy wouldn't have been making that alive <laughs> with me. No. Yeah, but that's why we're the in The minute MP. he said you're paid 
to die, I would have been like, do you know what? You can die, mate. And I would have took him out. Him. I wouldn't have taken him out. I'd, I would have made sure that he was the last one to go through that fucking game. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Absolutely I, fucking the last yeah, person I would through. Have, I would have fucking made sure. I would have sure. stood there and let every fucking person pass him like they're more important. And yeah. he would have been the last one through if he made it. But that's all. what Mikasa says, yeah. isn't it? Almost. In essence, she's like, Oh, she well, gets if, him to move the if wagon. If you don't move the wagon, you won't have to worry about getting your merchandise well, yeah, through the door. Knocks his goons out. Yeah, she knocks out his goons. Knocks out his goons with two blows. Just. Ah, oh, it's brilliant. Love that Bing. bit. Then it moves into a flashback of Mikasa. And we see her family and it shows us a bit of her past. Well, she's like, why Why am I thinking about this now? Why am I thinking about them? Finally, we get character building for Mikasa. Yeah. And we see Eren's father and Eren turn up at the Ackerman's family home. Well, we think they are. And they're all dead. They walk in and they're all dead. Well, before that, it's, we get the knock on the door, don't we? Yeah. And it's the Mikasas, and they're like, oh, that must be Mr. Jaeger. And then they turn up. And it's, <laughs> and it's just a scene of butchery. And she's missing. So it turns out that Mikasa got kidnapped. And she's been kidnapped by some sort of child sex ring. Yeah, child abduction. Yeah. Something like that. And the only oh, reason... We know what they use they, Yeah, the only reason they've kidnapped her is because she's an Oriental. Yeah. And she's an exotic piece of merchandise. And she they reference that she's the last Oriental left. Be- and, and They've that's been when, bred out. Yeah, and that's when the other guy turns around and is like, well, the mum would have been the other Oriental, but you killed her. Then it shows us what actually happened during those moments of when the men entered the house. And the dad gets stabbed as he opens the door, doesn't he? It's the cl- <laughs> He's down straight away, yep. It's the same moment from High School of the Dead. It is. Yep. And the mum... They were going to leave the mum... Well, they weren't going to leave her alive as such. They were going to take her as well. But she decides she's going to defend the family. She, she takes a fight. Yeah, she takes an axe to the shoulder, doesn't she? Yeah. Well, she tries to grab a knife or something and then does cut one of the guys and then they slash yeah. her in the shoulder. Also, Mikasa is nothing like we see her... No, she's a child. Yeah, yeah she's completely different Just at this a point. normal child. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, this killed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It well, did. we then see her... Back in the hut, tied up by the slave traders. And there's a knock at the door. And the slave trader goes to the door and he opens it and Eren's standing there. And he says that he got lost in the woods and he needs help. Very nicely done here. How did he know where to go? He didn't. He just went down the mountain. Okay. And he found them. I often go down mountains and (laughs) the one house there that I need to be at. Anyway, he then stabs the guy as he leans in. Love it. But not only does he stab the guy, but once he stabbed the guy... He jumps the other... on top and keeps stabbing No, no, him, the eh? other guy turns around in the room, sees the other guy dead, Aaron shuts the door. He looks at the guy and closes the door and goes back into the corridor, which causes the other guy then to come out to see where the fuck he's gone, and then he charges him with a pole. Yeah, broom handle thing. thing yeah. Stabs him and then jumps on top of him and repeatedly... This is what I meant about him being fucking He's psyched. a fucking nut job. What normal child does that? He's not normal. No, he's fucking not. Really? He's definitely not normal. Jumps on top of that guy, stabs the living shit out of him. You think he saved her at that point. You think he saved Mikasa. Then she mentions that there's a third guy who then turns up. Third guy pins Eren to the wall, I think, by his throat, if I remember right. Yeah. Yep. Choking the life out of Eren. This is when Mikasa sort of snaps. Uh, yeah. This is, this well, is no, he says, break. fight. 
he keeps telling her to defend. Well, he says fight yeah. or die. Yeah, basically. And then she has like that moment where she's like, death has always been around me. I've just never acknowledged it. And at this moment, I realise that, yeah, I'm going to have to fight. Death is just death. And kill to survive. And she stabs and kills the third guy. Yeah, but it's also like the electricity around her. Now, this is... They animate it really well. Well, it's, it's like literally that, it's like, like that every spark bit of, of life just goes... Yeah. It comes up later later seasons what actually has happened in that moment it, it she, it's a self-realization oh, yeah we got that in that moment it's it's <laughs> yeah but it's a specialized thing later on you find out that mikasa is genetically different different that's the best way to put it she's biologically made to protect the jaegers mm-hmm. yes yeah i know right but anyway after mikasa has been saved by erin this is the moment when he gives her his scarf. Yeah. The scarf that she, that she wears. Yeah, all the time, yeah. Yeah, the memento. Yeah. She <laughs> The scarf has a lot of meaning um it when it comes later on when describing their relationship and if they're truly in love or not, sort of thing. They're not. They are. I'm indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> it's not love, it's infatuation. She's obsessed. It's romance. It don't forget, it's a love I just story. Said she's biologically. Yeah. It's a love story. But yeah, great. She's silk and no, Peter Parker. No, no, you're not go- no, you're not no. You're not giving love it the story. fucking it's silk and silent Peter voice love story crap. It's a love story. Right. No, it's silk no, and Peter it's Parker. It's a love story. It's silk and Peter Parker. Right in, guys. Right. This is a love story. Love, love story. Mister Lover, Lover. Anyway, they call me Mister Bombastic <laughs> Titan Fantastic. <laughs> Titan Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> this is when. The Jaegers, basically, Aaron's dad. Aaron's dad invites Mikasa to come and live with them. And we cut out of the flashback, back to Mikasa, and she's going around, she's just slaughtering Titans left and right. And she says to herself that Aaron gives her life purpose. And that's how episode six ends. Yep. So we're six episodes in. Two hours and ten minutes. How are we feeling? Yeah, but we knew this was going to happen. How are we feeling at this point? I just... I don't care. I just don't care. Like, but the, my biggest bugbear with this show so far is not the world. I'm very intrigued by the world and the Titans and the origins and stuff. I fucking hate every main character that's come on screen so far. All of them. There's a few little, like, side characters that I like. Is it you, because there's no depth to them? Yeah, they're, they're they just, are what they are. Yeah, and, and it's... I don't see development coming from them. I just see... I suppose you're not going to get that in... 12 episodes. No. Or even a season, maybe. But even from... We see them at, like, what? Oh, no, like, yeah, no, fair. Years yes, old, you're all right. the way yep. to 15, and they are the that's exact fair. same people. Yeah, that's a fair comment. Yeah. Even yep. without trauma, puberty fucking changes you. What happened with these kids? Fuck all development through the entire fucking 12 episodes. That's my biggest bugbear. It's not the world. It's not the show. The animation sometimes pisses me off because rather than show the action, they do a pause thing and then skip the action and then show you the aftermath, which I get is an artistic choice, not for me. It's not just an artistic choice. Now, something that we haven't recognised yet is that this was done, the first season was done for a start as like a, uh, to the manga. So this was not set to be done as a full thing. As what it is. 
Literally, it the first for it. the first twenty four, yeah, but the first twenty four episodes were designed for a push towards the manga, and we see that by the fact that between uh, season one and season two, there was three years between them. Which is fine, but because, that doesn't make that's not an excuse. That's a reason. Yeah, that's a reason. Exactly, it's not an excuse. It's but a reason that, that why doesn't the solve the problem of it. The animation being shit. The cost when it needs the, the moment it they needs didn't to be good. put a lot of money into or effort. <laughs> You're a problem. No, just... <laughs> <laughs> so six they eight... put it into more of trying to build the world and a plot and that to get you interested in what was going on rather than building characters and that that they didn't think they were going to but do. Characters are what we invest in. With Yeah, but you also invest in this one like, for the world. Kirito has the got questions. the same problems as Aaron Yeager has. Like the same kind of stereotype of an angry fucking teenager when he's in the real world, loses his shit and he wins battles through it. It's it's a big stereotype in anime. It's not original and it's not Yeah, but they the knew they ones. were gonna do more. But No the originality with the this problem is the with story Aaron Yeager is yeah. that like Kirito develops, there's, there's there is development in him. I, I, look, we've, look, we've only reviewed, the, we've done twelve like, episodes. We've only we've reviewed done six. six at the minute, and right? we can't talk about development of characters as a whole until you've seen all five series. Which is true. I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to judge the whole yeah. series, but the twelve episodes are crap. <laughs> Believe me, because of the characters, I want to be invested look, in characters. Coming from so, coming from somebody who's now five seasons in. What he is now to what he starts out as chalk and cheese. Yeah, but I don't want I don't want to go to season five to see that. I should see that. No, but you see that the, you see that seven years. Is a slow process you get a slow series. process. Yeah, I should have got that happening. over the seven years. There was a seven year age gap. No, you are them. right. Yeah, but I guess no incidents as such Nothing of interest dramatically happens. enough to change their personalities. He was a focused individual which only had this driving him. He, that's and f- two-dimensional. Yeah, for yes. a start. And then as things happen to him throughout the seasons, he changes his thinking and what he actually feels as he goes along. That is character development. He but changes to... five seasons. But it's going to happen. The thing that draws you into right, this season... But you've got to admit, there should have been that between pre-puberty and finishing core training. Something. There should have been a change in his character. Either I'm more strict and focused now and not so angry, although I can still lose my temper. But it's not. It's still just the same prepubescent, I'm angry, instantly. I think... And that's what's disappointing. What they they have... Because the world that they've created and the ideas in it and what Titans are are so intriguing that it's ruined by these two-dimensional characters. This is what lets Bryce Pappenbrook down, is that they've made him throughout this series, throughout the first six episodes that we've seen, they've made him nothing but a screamy, whiny child. Do you know what? And it's unfortunate that they've got such a good voice actor in to then only scream constantly. I'll put this to you probably until later in this season. He he is like that. And we get that. And we get a slow development change. It's fine but having him like what that. What I would say is you're probably right in the character ve- development sense. Yeah, we're only talking what about 12 ha- episodes. Yeah, uh, six. six episodes. What they have done 
in this season, and what I'm trying to get across to you is that this season was there to get you interested in the world. That's what it is there for. But because of the characters, yeah, I'm but not. no, but what they've done is they've tried to get you interested in the world, so you want to come back and find out what's going on, and they'll give They're you the character you all development. These question marks, of leaving what you the, the question marks, so you will then go and read the books. You know what I'm going to do? That. Because because of the lack of character, because I don't care about the character, I will read about the world. I won't watch about the world. Okay, but that's that's the big problem I've got with it. Is I, I and, genuinely am interested in this world, genuinely. And but, this went further because people went, give me more. I want more. So many people yeah, went, we want the next season, give us the next season. So did Dragon Ball, and that for the same reasons, because they left questions unanswered about Goku yeah, and Any anime within reason, yeah. those questions they, will get a second it's season. Such an, it's such reason. an ancient... Apart from fucking fantasy of Ash. Yeah, I know. It's such an ancient formula. Though that it just it needs to be stopped. Yeah, but now no your problem is not fuck. with this season or series. It's about anime in general. Yeah. Now you're having a war on anime, <laughs> and we've got an anime. anime podcast. Let's you wrap can't it up. have a war on anime. Let's wrap it up. That is all we got time for. We've been rambling on for a while now. Good about six episodes. Yeah, but we had to build the world, Sheeny. That's all we've got time. No, for. I had to rip into it. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so much. <laughs> And on that note, it's time for us to chuff off again. All you summoners can join us next time where we will be going through Season 1, Episode 7 to 12 of Attack on Titan. If you've got any questions, queries, or disagree with either Grayson or Jim, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and our Discord page at How Not to Summon. I've been Sheeny Senpai. I've been Jim. I've been Grayson. Bye. See ya. Tara. Oh,